And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. New. Still has Paul's iPad soles. Oh, I do have Paul iPad soles. The Mash Chris Massey. And the Red of Red Baron. <laughs> hey, the Mass Attack's over. Mass Effect. Same shit. Well, no. One's an effect, one's an attack. It's all terrible. You're terrible. I love you. <laughs> Thanks. Which is probably the worst thing you can say to when someone says "I love you." So long as I read it, <laughs> I'm always a big fan right. of that. Uh, got me good here? in the reading game. <laughs> Starting lineups, Mass. That's fine. Be fun. Uh, just drink good water right now. And for the rest of the night, um, we are not going to hear from Mass again for the next thirty-six minutes. From the New England Brewing Company, located in Woodbridge, Connecticut, I am drinking. <laughs> Turned the video off. Sorry. Coriolis. Coriolis. <laughs> Coriolis. Did I say that right? Coriolis. Coriolis. Still somehow saying it wrong. Coriolis. Coriolis. Cori. Cori. Olis. Olis. Put it together. Coriolis. There you go. WNDF failure. WNBA Paleo. <laughs> the links Kendall? make it. From the Lincoln Reed Collection, uh, Raising Hells from New England Brewing Company. You know, just one off from the Kendall Reed Collection. So, the reason it was the Lincoln Reed Collection, because last Wednesday, uh, he was waiting to pick up my mom. He comes bursting into the house with a whole bunch of beers. And I guess he met someone from, he did a job at, someone who works at Nebco. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He actually gave our podcast info to, I don't know who he spoke with. Well, this is our last show. That was pretty bummer. Oh. And then he proceeded to sit down on the couch with a bomber of some sour and just drank it. <laughs> it's pretty pretty weird. So you're, you're an apple not that far from the tree. I would, I would say so. <laughs> Mark? I have a Miller High Life that Kendall can't have. I also have a Kendallless Miller High Life. I'll have one soon. I'm just happy to see people drink it. Is that true? It's Mock's favorite beer now. I hope That's so. That's not true. It's, it's just, in the top five. It's his favorite Miller beer. Fair? Maybe. No, I like the genuine. More than this, though? Yeah. No. I've never seen you drink Miller Genuine Draft. It's been a while. I actually, I don't even it's think been, I've... It's been eight years. I don't even think I've seen them in a while. Oh, yeah, they're out. They're out in full force. Take this one. You just haven't seen them because they haven't been in your fridge. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. There we go. Bingo. Uh, I hope to have a highlight at some point. If it happens... You're yeah. not allowed. I'm just saying, I can, I can hope. That's all I'm saying. Whether it comes true or not. That's a different story. Toast of Excellence, Souls. My Toast of Excellence is to Antonio Brown 
for speaking the truth <laughs> about Colin Kaepernick. Um, he was on some podcast and he was talking about, you know, how Colin Kaepernick's like out of the league, and he pretty much said the NFL has given you a commercial. He, he, they're giving you some stuff. Do you have a complete Nike deal? Yeah, you're just trash. <laughs> you're just a trash quarterback, and I can respect that from him. Antonio Brown, love you. Well, he calls him out for, you know, other things. You know, things that are, in fact, true. I thought it was important to note, uh, <clears throat> after all, you know, my second favorite baseball Antonio player. Antonio Brown was admitting facts and then lying about stuff. What? Isn't, isn't that what Kendall just said? What? That he was, A, either omitting the truth or, B, just spreading lies as well. Or did I just mishear that? No, I mean, I think the what Brown was doing was kind of calling him out for, like, you know, it's not like uh, he's a, they're not just like this activist, you know, he kind of profited from right. all this, like. Like, he, he's acting as if, like, the NFL's blackballed him, but the NFL has not blackballed him. Teams just don't want to give him a chance because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big toast to my second favorite baseball team, the Who, Kyle. Houston Astros. That's right, for winning 11 straight games. So, good for them. I'll stay on the baseball train. Minus to the Cincinnati Reds for pitching a combined no-hitter and losing. <laughs> Fun fact, Kyle and I have coached one of those games. <laughs> Except the score was 15-14. to 14. <laughs> Yep. Uh, my toast is to Albert Pujols for becoming the best two-way player in the league. <laughs> you have a lot of runs. Mine is to Luka Doncic for... Uh, also making it past the second round and having more points than the Suns at halftime. Uh, fake news, Mass. Sorry. Almost more points. The same amount of points. <laughs> so, same toast of excellence points. to him for that. And you know, Massey, when you get a, a, a wrong fact, you have to soak that towel in rum and drink it out of the, the towel. So, get to it. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible stuff happening right there. Um, yeah. Crack them. That's all we got. Yeah, cracker beers. We cracking. Oh, boy. Hi, Kendall. Uh, Kendall, why don't you talk about something? We should. I think um, a a group toast of excellence to um, souls for uh, tying the knot, as the internet says, so... Congrats to Kyle. And I'll tell you what, through that whole weekend, we did some serious drinking. Yeah, we did pretty well. We did pretty good. Well, I mean, some of us did. Kendall couldn't even finish the last three beers in the 30. Now, that's false. Mock, did he finish the last three beers in the 30? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even offer to shotgun them for us. I approach everything as a team effort. I was hoping more members of my team would have stepped up. I know Mock and I each drank 10 that night, which means Kyle, I think Kyle had four, Massey had three, Pat had two, and that means you had one. That is uh, incorrect. Checks out to me. And um, one thing I was thinking about was we, we took a party bus, and we had an additional 30, and I don't know if we finished it or if when other parts of the party got in, they sabotaged and... Uh- we had all, we had 
five beers left when we got back on the bus, and they all went to the group study. Good. Not all but one. Slim Joe got one. Ah. So funny. The name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toast of Excellence to uh, Gilberto for getting married. Thank you. Yeah. I can't believe nobody's on I'm a fig- oh, Kendall kind of said it. Yeah, it's a bummer to just, you know. Oh, did you say it? I did. I'm sorry I missed it. I, oh, I, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, fuck, I fuck you, you but I didn't, I didn't know you said it. I still want you to know, fuck you. I got your back, man. But not in that situation. In gotcha. that situation, not fuck you. Gotcha. In the grand oh, scheme sorry. of things. I thought that's what you were going for. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, though, go fuck yourself. Yep. Happy fifth. Oh, yeah. Then we uh, took down some naughty nurse. Yeah, a lot of naughty nurse. A lot of naughty nurse. <laughs> it was yep. so funny. There was like a glass pitcher we walked in. Basically, filled up all the glasses in one shot. At one, p- at one point, I, I decided that I was going to do this because I thought I had enough time before the wedding. And I did. I was fine for the wedding itself. I was well-behaved. Although, Pat and I were having some pretty good goes turning our shoulder over the shoulder away from the crowd talking about stuff. But, um, yeah, there was one point on the bus where I decided I was going to... I was going to slug the champagne back, rip the nip of Jaeger, finish my three-quarters full beer, then go back to the champagne. And I was like, you need to slow down there, bud. You don't have an hour in a pew to get sober. So I don't know if you saw this, Kendall. I had a Jameson on the rocks in the, uh, in the room. Yeah, Kyle yeah, got a cocktail. Yeah. Kyle got a Jameson and pickle juice on the rocks. I did enjoy on the first pitcher, you know, the glasses are poured, and then I turn away for a second. Paul has the pitcher in his hand drinking out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't want to risk losing anything. Because I didn't know what the situation was. I saw only one pitcher. I didn't know how long it was going to take us to get the next pitcher. I was just like, I'm in. This is about a beers and a half worth in here. <laughs> That's if- a mustard cheese. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed the mustard cheese. Pat broke a glass. All kinds of good stuff. Is it Pat who broke that glass? Yeah. We were like doing some sort of like high five, and Pat came back down and shattered the glass. <laughs> Pretty funny moment. Um, Massey was eating some walnuts out of a glass cup. Yep. And uh, Pat thought he was drinking whiskey. Cheers to him. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Massey proceeded to drink the beer out of the nut cup. I thought it was funny. <coughs> well, was what was time. your favorite part from the wedding? My favorite part? Um, going through the ceremony with pouches in your mouth? Uh, you should have known that was coming. <laughs> um, oh, I had another toast of excellence. Kyle knows this one. Um, to... Uh, Johnny Cueto, getting the nod on the bump today for the White Sox. Oh, very cool. Yep, got his contract bought out from the A's. Just got called up and immediately started. Can I tell you, that's a guy I wanted on the Yankees really bad, like I, six years ago. I wanted him on the White Sox when he was a Royal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And every year, he was a Yankees trade target. Every year, they're like, the Yankees are going after Cueto. <laughs> up the Reds. And guess what? He never was a Yankee. <laughs> Hey, there's still time. Mike Trout will be one day, though. 37. And Shohei. You'll probably trade for both of them in the same trade. Oh, man. That'll send like you'll send, that'll be like when you send Judge and LeMahieu away. <laughs> I tell you what. we uh, I, I, The season's, of course, still early. But uh, we ripped on Judge pretty hard. And, and he's so far forcing the Yankees to give him way more money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's been playing pretty well. <laughs> I was say I, I ripped on him pretty good. I mean, but, they, they, uh, this past weekend they embarrassed the White Sox. They they've been on a tear. They're they're on pace right now for like their best season ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course it's fucking May, but 
It's gonna be mine. Saw the Mets are in midseason form. Yep. Injuries. Yep. I, I, I love that one guy though, the, the Barstool interviewed or whoever interviewed. It's like, what's your what's the least favorite part about being a Mets fan? May through yeah. August. Yeah. Yep, ran into a scorching hot Seattle team. <laughs> they just. They're a weird team. Who? Seattle. We just played them. They hit the ball when it matters. They don't hit yeah. it throughout the game. They put, hey, we'll put up nine runs this inning. No problem. What? We're jamming. <laughs> hey, do you guys ever have like a weird Bob Marley phase for like four days? No. Nah. But he, he invented pot. That's true. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I've... It's funny. You want to know something really funny? I thought when I was younger that I was gonna that I was really into Bob, and then I realized that "Don't Worry, Be Happy" was by Bobby McFerlin, and then never cared about Bob Marley again. <laughs> every every once in a while, I'll, I'll just rip a lot of his music for like three days, and then it goes away for ten years. Hmm. Now you're coming off one of those weekends now. Massey does oh, that with Kenny Chesney. What's that? Massey does that with Kenny Chesney. Just the no shirt, no shoes, no problems album, though. <laughs> yes. With a towel on my shoulder. Remember he did that terrible song about, like, banging his high school girlfriend on the couch? It was so funny. All right, room got quiet. Guess that didn't really land. Massey, how's the Applebee's kitchen? Uh, yeah, are you, are, you, are you making the new uh, Riblet Stuffed Shrimp app? <laughs> It's a perfect amount of haze. You laugh, but that's a thing they'll do. That was just funny. Riblet stuffed shrimp. You wait. I still want to work on a she thinks my tractor is sexy joke. I wonder how we can get that on. That's not Kenny Chesney, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, they all make tractor songs. Who's the one that did my big green tractor? Is that Jason Aldean? Yeah, probably that fucking jamoke. You know who we can all agree is terrible? Florida Georgia Line. I had a few songs that I like. No, they're terrible. You only like one song for different reasons. <laughs> Listen, that song's one of them. Yeah. What? You just like that song because it's all around a good song. <laughs> it was a rock rock grade, too. See what I did there, Kendall? I uh, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. All right, what else are we talking about, Kendall? Well. Look, I'm more than willing to come up with content, but I just got to fucking catch this thing first. He just goes, well, well. <laughs> I'm not going to catch this thing. I never do. I got it. It's, a, it's meh. Um, well, do we have any more Souls highlights from... Uh... Well, this this weekend was a great weekend for sports. We talked about that in the car on the way here. It was uh, You had seven Game 7s this weekend between the NHL and the NBA. The two NBA games turned out to be duds. Um, the NHL games are all exciting, though. So yeah, we got um, Golden State advancing. Yep, Dallas, Golden State, Dallas, Boston, and Miami. But um, yeah, basketball. I knew the Sixers were losing, so it doesn't really phase me. Well, we were talking about it. I, I was. I was of the camp that I thought that the Sixers could still win the game, uh, or win game six and seven, even if they had lost game five. But then the way they lost game five was just so unmotivating and so unspirited. I was like, there's no chance. 
I was like, they're not even gonna, they're not even gonna sniff a win in Game Six. It's it's gonna be over so fast for them. And then, you know, the 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 Bucks just, you know, they they the Bucks suffered from something that you see a lot in the the playoffs, which is, even though you can have an all elite superstar on your team, it becomes very tiring doing it by yourself. And losing Chris Middleton hurt that team way more than anybody gave it credit for. You know, because they, they, everyone knew they were still going to roll through the Bulls, even if it took six games. It only took five, but even if it took six or seven games, they were going to beat the Bulls. They were the better team. And the Celtics are just a hot team right now. They're playing aggressive. You know, they had a, the Sixers, I mean, the, the Celtics, realistically, like, if the games went the way that they should have and, like, the Celtics didn't have some self-implosions, they would have won six out of those seven games. They had some pretty heartbreaking losses in that series. But, I mean, what, what was the stat Anacumpo had? He was the first player in NBA history to have 200 points. I think it was like 200 points, like 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a series. And, like, that's just fucking bananas insane. That's bananas insane. <laughs> um, but you can't do it all by yourself when you're playing a, a solid squad like the Celtics. You know, Antetokounmpo could have, that could have worked for him if he was playing a team like the Mavericks. But it, just, it didn't. And they got tired out, and the Celtics are just, they were the, the better team that night. The Mavericks, that trade that they made, Dinwiddie for Porzingis. Worked out. Like, Dinwiddie was not playing good in Washington. No, Dinwiddie wasn't playing well, and Porzingis and, and Doncic were never on the same page. It was something that, you know, just needed to happen. It was like, hey, I got some stuff that's not working. You got some stuff that's not working. I mean, let's shake it up. Worst case scenario, they're both busts. They're busts for us now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what's worse, having Porzingis as a bust or Dinwiddie? It doesn't make, make it really make a difference. And Dinwiddie going off. Yeah, Dinwiddie had a great game. And um, the 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 Suns just came out very uninspired and very. Well, they thought they were going to win hands down. Yeah, I mean, being at home, I, I, they must have came out with some attitude that just I don't know. But you know, everyone in the world is talking about like, oh, the 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 Suns blew it. It's like the Mavericks still had to win four games. Mm-hmm. Like the Mavericks played very well in that series, and I think that there is a lot of credit owed to Jason Kidd. Because Luka Doncic was not playing good basketball the first month and a half of the season. And Luka Don- and Jason Kidd just said, lose weight, play defense, or I'll bench you. And guess what? Luka's he back to normal. was able to make adjustments after the first two games because the way that they were clamping down on him those first two games, he, wasn't, he was putting up points, but he's getting exhausted by the end of those games. But being able to get the rest of the team going and make those adjustments is what helped them win those. Yeah, Luka's very good. Well, and it's just it, it's funny because we're we, we're coming back full circle for the third time on the Suns. We saw it happen, albeit albeit he was only there for four years, but you had the Charles Barkley era in Phoenix where they were a very dominant team in the West, and it didn't work out. Then you had the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, uh, who was the other guy? Who was the other guy in that squad? It was Sean Marion. On, uh, Stoudemire, Nash. To the Suns? Yeah, Raja Bell. Raja Bell, and then they had like Leandro Barbosa, so put another really good team, but never could never get it done. And now it's looking like we're going to, we've come full circle on that one again. And it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. We're just going to clean house and then. Well, they're not going to clean house. There's, I mean, Devin Booker. There's a lot of young talent yeah, on that team. They're still very young. The the thing that they're going to have to face is how much longer how much longer are they going to ride the Chris Paul train? Because Chris Paul he is, was exhausted. Seriously. Well, it's, it's just, but he's he's just getting older, and 
it, it's he you know a lot of basketball right before the playoffs. Right, and so like you know he wasn't in the full swing of things, and you know Chris Paul's just he right now he's not the he's he's it's it's hard because it's like they're they're in a weird situation where it's like they're kind of in the same situation as like the Bulls were in. Like the bull, it, it changed itself during the course of the season. But when the Bulls season first started, there was a little bit of like work to be done on the Bulls and whatnot. But it was like Chris Paul is not the best player on that team, but he is by far the most important player on that team. By far the most important player on that team. And when Chris Paul's not playing well, it reflects on the rest of the team because Devin Booker is the only player on that team that can go out and get thirty on his own. Chris Paul doesn't do that anymore. I mean, it can happen, but it's not his mo. And it's just it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, I, I can't. I don't. I'm not saying I don't think the Suns are going to fire Monty Williams. You know, I don't think they're going to move on from this core. But like, they got to do something. And on the flip side of it, I mean, the Mavericks are going to have a very tough matchup coming up in Golden State. But the Mavericks are realistically like a, a top twenty-five to thirty-five player away at like the four spot from being a real problem in the West. A real problem. They don't need a top 10 NBA player to play with Doncic. Because personally, I think Doncic, we saw it with the Porzingis thing. I mean, Porzingis isn't a top 10 player. But I don't think that Doncic needs another top 10 guy. They don't need to build a super team with Doncic. They need like they need somebody that's like in the Nikola Vucevic realm of good. Kai, would you agree with that? Yeah. Somebody like in the, in the Nikola Vucevic, like the Tobias Harris. Somebody in that realm of good. And then the rest of the team is a supporting cast. Because that team is very good. I hate to compare it because of how, like, about how much of a superstar Dirk was, but there's a lot of comparison between Dirk and Doncic. The 11 team, the 2011 team. The 2011 team, I mean, Kyle, could you even name me the starting five of that team? I can't name you the starting five of that team. Well, hold on, let's see if we can do it. Uh, Tyson Chandler. With Jaeger. <laughs> Chandler. Is anybody else checking this, or do you want me to do it? Uh, Chandler Nowitzki. No, I'm already on it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the point guard was. I know it wasn't Nash. He wasn't there. Was Sean Marion there? Well, Kyle, you have to give me an answer. Okay, Sean Marion. Um, Jason Terry. And... Who's the tall black guy? <laughs> Manute Bull. And... Uh, Darren Williams. That's my five. I don't uh, think Darren Williams. Rajon Rondo. You ready? I think he was yeah. there. It's Rajon Rondo. Their starting five was Karam Butler, Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, Dirk Nowitzki, and Deshaun Stevenson. That was their starting five for the majority of their games. Other people worked into it, but that was their starting five. But Sean Marion was there, but he wasn't a starter anymore. Okay. He was. But that that was their starting five. I mean, Jason Kidd well past his prime. Sean Marion way past his prime. Tyson Chandler has always been uh, the. Uh, Tyson Chandler was like. He, he's like, no, he's the black Steven Adams. He's there to do his job. Tyson Chandler was always there to do his job, and he did his job. Whatever the team needed that night, that's what he was there for. If they were going up against a team that had a really good 5-4 and four interior player, Tyson Chandler's job was to grab as many rebounds as possible. And on that night, 80% of the time, Tyson Chandler was going to lead the, the game in rebounds. If they had three guards that were couldn't shoot the ball, but they were so efficient at getting to the rim, Tyson Chandler was to sit down low and he was to play rim-stuffing defense. And Tyson Chandler that night would have four, five, six blocks and several poke strips and all the other stuff. 
Like, whatever they needed, they needed it. I mean, look at Tyson Chandler. What game? Was it the Suns? Was he part of the Suns, Kyle, or the Nuggets? Remember when Tyson Chandler just, like, they were like, hey, we need someone to go to the rim and out-bully everybody for this last-second throw-and-alley-oop thing yeah. to try to win the game. I think it was the Nuggets? I think it was the Suns. The Suns? But, like, the, that, that's Tyson Chandler just went out and out-muscled. Actually, no. I think it was the Lakers. No, I don't think it was the Lakers. Tyson Chandler went out and, and out-muscled three guys to get to the rim, get the ball, and dunk it with, like, .4 seconds left. Tyson Chandler was the ultimate do-your-job guy. And with Dirk, who wasn't predominantly great at defense and wasn't always available to be a rebounder because he was a stretch four and sometimes just a big three, Tyson Chandler played cleanup down low real well. They were a good supporting cast. Hmm. And they are the, the – I think that the – the Mavericks, while a good team, they're like a like maybe someone in like the top, like a thirty five thirty fifth best player away from. It was the Suns. Does it? Yeah. Honestly, Paul George would fit well with them. Paul George is too much of a star. They they can't have someone like it can't. It's got to be lower than Paul George. It's well, I'm just saying like Paul George is not the same player. No, he's not. But Paul George needs the ball in his hands to do stuff. You can't take the ball out of Doncic's hands. Like they need like they need like someone like. Like a slightly like lesser Clay Thompson, like a catch and shoot, or somebody that Doncic can get the ball to that is going to then do his own thing. But Doncic is still the guy with the ball in his hands. I know it's too high of a player, but Bradley Beal would fit well with him. I don't think Bradley Beal would. I think he would because he's, he's like, <laughs> Bradley Beal's not a catch and shoot guy. Bradley Beal can create his own offense. They they need someone that's not going to need their own to create their own offense. Tyler Hero. <coughs> Maybe like a Tyler Hero, but like a Tobias Harris would be good. Somebody like that. I think he's gone. Tobias. The Sixers have some interesting things to make, interesting decisions to make right now. Because there's a lot of speculation on whether or not Doc Rivers is going to be there next year. I don't think he will be. There's a lot of speculation on what you guys are going to have. What are you guys going to do with James Harden? I think they picked the option up. You, well, the option's gone. You can't pick it up. You have to give him the max deal. Because when you yes. guys traded for him, that was the whole thing. When you guys traded for him, in between the trade and him playing his first game, you guys missed the window to sign him to the, the extension. So you guys have to give him the max deal, which is like eighty-five fucking million dollars a year or whatever it is. Like, is that can you do can you do that? Can you can this not you, but like can the Sixers front office do that? I mean, James Harden, he came in and made an immediate impact and then was not James Harden for the rest of his time there. I mean, what I think James Harden had like one really good game in the playoffs. And you can't have that from James Harden. I mean, granted, Joel missing the first two games of the series hurt. Right, but James Harden. No, I, I, know, I know. But I'm saying James Harden should have still made those games. Oh, I know. And I they agree. weren't. I agree. Hey guys, I don't know. What do you think about somebody like Buddy Buddy Hield? Buddy Hield going to Buddy Wackett. <laughs> Buddy Hill could be interesting. I, I think they need. I think they need somebody that's can a little bit more capable. Tyrese Halliburton would fit nice, but I think it's got to be it's got to be someone down in like the four-ish spot, because like Boban can be a good guy down low for them. Because Boban is very much like a Stephen Adams, where it's like Boban's just gonna go out and do Boban things. Like they don't they don't they don't need more from him, and they don't expect more from him. And I'm he, Boban. He gives them one hundred and ten percent of what he he needs to do, um, but. And it doesn't have to be this year, you know. They can. It could be someone that they draft and work into the system or something, because they're still going to be a competitive team. Yeah, Dallas is going to stick. They, they, 
as long as Doncic is there, they'll be like a five to seven seed for a while. You Until know, they find an extra player. You know who could, if he could, like maybe kind of reverse it, you know, like to like two years ago. You know who might be a good fit there? Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius Randle could be it because Julius Randle would be just like a get the just get punched the ball down low to the mid range and give him like a couple seconds to do his own thing, something like that. That might that might work out really well. What about something like Kuzma? No, because Kuzma's a three. Kuzma's he trash. might he might play four, but he's a three. It's like LeBron. Like LeBron plays a lot of four, has played a lot of four in his career, but he's not a four. He's a three. Kuzma is good on bad teams. Uh. I'm just looking at the free agent force that are coming up. He's good at bumping uh, bad teams. There's no pressure. Somebody like uh, Gallinari. Gallinari could fit. That, that's a, Dallas loves their white guys. So They sure do. That's a great turn Especially Europeans. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Dallas does like the like, like white foreign dudes. That's why I thought Porzingis was going to be awesome there. Well, I think there was... Moments where it worked he's, really oh, well. He's hurt too much. No, there's always moments. There were moments where, there were moments where James Harden and Joel Embiid were going to be the most unstoppable duo the NBA's ever seen. And yeah, it was before the trade happened. No, no. When James Harden they, came over, James Harden was balling was out of his a, fucking mind. That first week and a half, they were unbelievable. The first week, they were. They, they, it was. It, it was looked. It looked super scary. It looked really, really scary. Um, I also don't think the Sixers had the supporting cast to play with them too. Well, that's just it, though. Like that's that that's the thing is like James Harden is still a good playmaker, but he's not he's not a good enough playmaker to like be the veteran like point well, guard on a team. They played fucking seven guys in the playoffs. It's never gonna work. I don't know. I think Maxie's gonna be good though. If you're not watching hockey, should be. Hey, good weekend. Just a. A side question, our hockey not, note. not to derail. Um, Massey with the towel on his shoulder looks like when Kevin bought the bar in the office, right? <laughs> no, Kevin had more hair. I, I've been sitting on that for like 10 minutes, <laughs> but you guys were doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but the Suns, they're, they're, they need another player, too. And I do think they need like a star player because like it's it's Booker and and an aging Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton's a mid like a like a top twelve center, but then they have too many role players. I think they need another star. Well, and like like we said, we were talking about it earlier. Like there's a lot of like you know there's a lot to like about Devin Booker. There's a lot to like about the type of player he is, but like. People forget before Chris Paul, you know, Devin Booker didn't do a seventy-point thing when Chris Paul was there. No, that was well before Chris Paul. Devin Booker was uh, had top five elite talent before Chris Paul, and was a nineteen-win team. Devin Booker is not going to be able. Devin Booker is never going to be the guy that's going to do it all by himself for an extended period of time. Devin Booker can take over a game and do it, but he's he's going to be a career player, in my opinion, very similar to like Demar Derozan. DeMar DeRozan has the ability to shut down a game and take over and win it, but it's not a sustainable way for to win games. DeMar DeRozan cannot do what he does, and sustain, we saw it with the Bulls season this year. He had plenty of games where he was the king of the fourth quarter, comeback, Bulls win, and but like that's good for, even if it's good for 20 wins, 20 wins isn't going to do you much. You still got to win 
35 more games to be taken seriously as a real contender in this league. Devin Booker cannot do that by himself anymore. Or not anymore, but like at all. Like that's not as he can't do that 55 games in a season. And there's very few players in the history of this league that can. I mean, you look back at it, I mean, players that can do that are are top 10 players all time. Devin Booker, I mean, right now is not a top 10 player. Maybe he could be as it all goes down, but like Luka Doncic can do that right now. You know, like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Shaq, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Elgin Baylor, uh, Moses Malone. Those were guys that could do that. These, th- those are like top 10, top 15 guys all time. And Devin then, Booker's not that. And then the Celtics could are, be, uh, but he's not. are laughing at everybody right now. Everybody that, crit- that critiqued them earlier in the season, Brown and Tatum can't play together. The Celtics aren't that good. They're just showing the world that Brown and Tatum yeah, can play just fine together. Like, I think with the Buck, uh, like game five, I think it was, right before they lost, I don't think T- like Tatum made like nine straight threes. Like, that, like, well, and I, I will say, like, I mean, I understand what you're saying about like the everyone laughing at them and mm-hmm. then like they turn around, but these playoffs, they, they, they have shown like that Jason Tatum's a star. Oh yeah, it's it's been more so the Jason Tatum show than it has been. Oh yeah, but the, the Jalen Brown doesn't need to be that superstar. He Game seven was the Grant Williams show. Yeah, and it, and it's cool to see like like Jason Tatum got them this game seven, and then the role players finally picked up. Like Al Horford had a huge game one one of these games. Yeah, that was game like four, right, or game three. I think it was game four. Like Embiid like stared him down, and then Horford was it like. Was game four. And then Giannis, Horford right? was like, yeah, Giannis stared him down like after a done. Horford was like, all right. Well, okay. And then he fucking postered the fuck a, out of him. I remember a few years ago when, when Horford, like the first reign with the Celtics, mm-hmm. he was playing the Warriors. And like Horford. Everybody else like Kyle's like when he's talking sometimes. <laughs> just, Horford was actually guarding Steph. Yeah. And was like locking him down. Horford, just, Horford has good lateral quickness. He just didn't fit with the Sixers. Not one bit of him. Fit. No. Well, because he looks like an alien, right, Kyle? Yeah, fuck Al Horford, but he's good. Now, will this be a rematch from when Heat went to the finals X amount of years ago, or no? Am I missing? I'm sure the Heat Celtics played that one one of those times because it was still Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. But we never had a Warriors Mavericks one, so that's cool. Yeah. I thought I thought the Heat took out the Celtics in four in the bubble. They could have. I don't remember. But from like an Eastern Conference standpoint, I'm I'm sure the Heat. Yeah, I think the Heat did because didn't weren't the Heat the like when Ray Allen's first year there, didn't they bounce the Heat the Celtics? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. But like, I'm sure it's happened. Man, I wish the Sixers fucking took Tatum that year. You could never predict what happened when Mark Harrell Fultz was going to happen. But like, no, but the biggest flex in NBA draft history was the, the was was trading down to get Tatum. Oh, I know. <laughs> who uh, who would take him right out to Fultz? Aiton. Yeah. It was Fultz, then Aiton, then Tatum. The six, no, the Celt- I don't think so. No, it was Tatum two? No, Tatum was three. Tatum was three, but I, don't th- I think Aiton was the first one. pick. Yeah. It was the first pick. So it was Aiton, Fultz, and then Tatum. No, Sixers were one. What year was that? 2016 NBA draft? Yeah, so then it wasn't. So it was Fulton, somebody, was, and then Tatum. Was that, was that Lonzo? It might have been. Yeah, that might have been Lonzo. I think uh, Ben Simmons won his third straight rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a guy that fucking ruined his, his fucking career. Maybe. May, that's the thing. Maybe. 
Because it could come out that like he would, if he was honestly like hurt and shit and whatever's going on, but maybe. But just the way he did it was the wrong way to do it. But like in what regard? But maybe. In, can I ask you a question though? In what regard? You guys traded somebody that quit on your team for somebody that quit on his team twice. You're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, like it's it's there. We're we're in a we're in an era of sports now. I guess my thing is is that Ben Simmons was loved in Philadelphia. Yeah, but it, that doesn't matter. No, I know. Like but... everyone likes to talk about, and it's not just you. I'm saying this happens in a lot of other sports, a lot of other teams. Everyone likes to do that, where it's like, oh, like he. It's like it doesn't matter if he's loved by the fans or not. If he's not getting along with the people in the locker room in the front office, like it, it's the same type of deal. Like, you know, like I sell booze for a living. If I go to a package store every Monday and the customers are like, "Oh, Paul's here, yeah," and it's like, but I'm motherfucking with the 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 bartender every single fucking time, then like it's not good for business. It doesn't matter if they love me. And so it, it's, I mean, the way it all went down was it good? No, both sides didn't handle it well. You know, I mean, Ben Simmons was like, I don't want to be here. And the Sixers were like, well, fuck you. You're going to stay here. And, you know, both teams handled it w- poorly, both sides. But at the same time, like, James Harden had did had done that to the Rockets the year prior and then just did it to the, the Nets. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he did it to the Sixers. I, I look at it, too, where, you know, we we live in a, in a world now where, you know, everyone's mental mental health like status is, you know, it's oh, like the. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could come out. Say, say if he took this, you know, he he took his time to do his own thing, and if he comes back fine, then he'll look like a freaking superhero. But if this derails his career, then you know it is what it is. Um, well, I think it? I think we're gonna see more of this. Well, it's funny because the thing the thing with Ben Simmons is, what, what I find funny is that everyone like, and this isn't like on like a shot at you because I know you're not humongous into following basketball. Yeah. It, everyone's highlighting the whole like mental anguish and mental things that Ben Simmons is talking about, and that is a big part of things for him, sure. But he's got massive back problems right now. Yeah, and like to the point where like he he might need a massive back surgery. And anybody who's gotten back surgery will tell you, you don't get one back surgery. It doesn't happen. So if he has to get a major back surgery, that's probably all she wrote for him, because he's not a shooter. He's not. That he doesn't play a, a more standstill style of basketball. What he does is very physical and requires a lot of athleticism. And if his back isn't a hundred percent, his he's useless. Yeah. The Kardashians strike again. <laughs> That's the bottom line. They got another one. I think they're undefeated all time. I, I tell you what, I think they are. Well, you're talking about Ben Simmons. Yeah, because one of them's banging Devin Booker. Uh-oh. Yep, he's next. <laughs> What do you figure? Let's see. Lamar Odom. Well, Blake Griffin's doing okay. Not at all. But, I mean, you know, his life didn't fall apart. His career did. He just got old. His career did. But, I mean, he he was just aging. He probably drives a Range Rover. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine. You know, you you got Ben Simmons. Tristan Thompson. Is that what you're deeming for success, is that you drive a Range Rover? I think it's age. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Level of. Who was the other? Was it was it, was it Chris Humphreys? Is that a name? He, yeah, he sucked. That guy. He was, he was just bad. I was good at making through his own car. Remember, it was right before Reggie Bush's demise. He was with a Kardashian. <laughs> they're not good for business. Nope. No siree. Well, I mean, they're great for business. You, you know what I mean. 
as a relative of several people in this room once said, the power of the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> they should start dating Ravens and Bengals. <laughs> we could help. Yeah, like, go get Jamar Chase. Like... Go get <laughs> this is a message to you, Andy Kardashian available. Mm-hmm. Go get Jamar Chase. He's gonna be so good for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the Ravens suck, but whatever. Just wanted to sprinkle that in the end. How long until till Pickens like fights another teammate? That's Pickens. like that's like my favorite meme that's going around right now. Is it Pickens or Pickett? Which one's the receiver? Pickens. 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 That's like my favorite meme going around now is that like Pickens is going to like fucking fight somebody on your team before week one. Maybe like, you should fight Deontay Johnson to teach him how to catch a, be- a football. <laughs> you want to catch a football? Start by catching these hands. <laughs> the picture of him getting drafted is Actually, so funny. Him. Have you seen that picture? He probably fight Chase Claypool. Have you seen the picture of him getting drafted in like the beater like in front of the TV? No. no. So funny. So funny. I wouldn't mind him fighting Claypool sometimes. That's what you need for a good locker room, for a, especially for a young rookie quarterback. <laughs> you want to make sure that you have two of your receivers fucking beating the shit out of each other. You, you, make sure you, go, you want the real Andre Johnson method. What? Did you guys see that Antonio Brown wants to retire as Steeler now? Fuck him. It'll yeah. happen. You would take him back in a heartbeat. Yeah, especially right now. But In a heartbeat. No, 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 not to play Kyle. He very specifically said he just wants to retire there. That's okay. That's where he had his best years. God, could you imagine they retire his number? They won't. <laughs> we'll be lucky they retire Benz. You can re- you'll probably retire Benz. They'll retire. You're going to start seeing more numbers get retired in the NFL now that anybody can wear whatever the fuck they want. Now that that's not a thing anymore, because you don't have to save... For the 40s and 50s for linebackers anymore. Like, that's why the Bears haven't retired Brian Urlacher's number, because they're running out of linebacker numbers. To have. <laughs> it's the same thing with, like, the Steelers. Like, the Steelers, it's like, between the Steelers and the Bears, it's like, all right, we can have one linebacker. <laughs> 51 is retired, 52 is retired, 53 is retired. 54 is not retired, but it's kind of is retired. Yeah, 54 <laughs> is not retired, but you can't wear it. Right. <laughs> Start partitioning the it's funny. I thought they were going to do that for a little while with Devin Hester. No, like first available. <laughs> drafted Kyle Fuller, boom, 23. We already have another number 23 and then another 23. So his number is just whatever. But it was just very, like, yeah, 54. Who's the guy? Who's the Steeler that's been like that? Was it uh, uh, Swan? Is he Brad retired? Shaw. Is it Bradshaw? Bradshaw's not retired? I think so, yeah. Bradshaw's not well, retired. there's a couple guys for the Steelers, though, right? Like, it's like, like it's the same thing, like the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like players where, like, because, like, Pete Rose's number's not retired, but nobody's worn it since nobody's Pete Rose. Nobody's worn 14 since Pete Rose. Right. It's, you see that stuff all the time. It's uh, It happens a lot. Like, nobody has worn 11 since Jimmy Rollins. I don't know why. He's not that good. He's a great in the organization. Yeah. Great black guy. <laughs> Terrible shortstop. That's not true. Yeah. He was about as effective at shortstop as Cole Hamels was at pitching. See, that's where you're wrong. They were both great. Well, so then that would have been a true statement. You owe me 50 bucks. I don't owe you anything you to buy a bat. Yet. A sign that Mike Mock wants nothing? Listen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know your Pokedex is trash. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone just hands it back to him like, I'm all set here. We have a lot of the same stuff. Surprised you didn't want the... Uh, the shiny crow bat. You know what's really annoying? Hmm. That uh, my message that me and Kyle just hit the next friendship level didn't pop up while the egg was up. That's annoying. Message him, get another egg. I'd like to break my phone now. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Cindy can't message him to get the free egg. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Kyle? Actually, you know what we haven't done in a while? We're going to save it for later in the show. Because, Kyle, how long is your segment? Like 20 minutes? It depends how fast we are. All right. Hey, so Mike. three hours. Hey, Mike. Come up with a draft for us. All right. Kyle? Yes, sir. All right. So, we're pretty much doing uh, overachieving. Man, I thought we were going to break. We're doing overachieving, underachieving. We can if you guys want to. And just on par. Make sense? Is this annoying? I mean, it's not great. What about this? That is, oh. yeah. Kendall, I gave you one assignment, and you didn't do it. Well, I'm bringing it up right now. Oh, that's hilarious. You had one assignment. It should already be up. Well, I, I have it. Give me your money. Okay. Now, you wanted this this one, right? Just standing, my I, homie. I, I know, I'm joking. No, he wanted pesos. <laughs> pesos. This can go quick, or this can go very long. With us, we'll go quick. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. So, Matthew here. Sorry, he's rolling no. silverware. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not here. Well, damn it. That's my opportunity. He's, he's cleaning silverware the Applebee's way, where <laughs> you just kind of put the fork in your mouth and pull all the food <laughs> off of it. All right. We'll Cartoon start, dog it. We'll start in the ALEs. Okay. I can't see the standings. Kind of oh, read oh. Them. Hey, guess what, Kyle? I can't see the standings either because I'm not fucking there. Uh, that's your problem, Mr. I was say, that was aggressive for you just staying home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only you guys know why he's not coming to the show, right? He hasn't been coming to the show because he he's not going to give me Pokemon Snapback. You know, that's really funny. I brought it to Mox and completely forgot to give it to you. No shot. I swear hey, to God, you know what else is funny? Still. He gave it to me. <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> All right, New York Yankees hey, Paul, are can I borrow your switch? 25 like and day. 9. Do you think they're overachieving, underachieving, or just on par? The overachieving. Who's the, who, what was the team? I, think I, think, I mean, here's the thing. The Yankees. I don't think that the Yankees are like overachieving in the sense that like they're dog shit. But I mean, I, I think that it's fair Sorry. to say that 25 and 9 is overachieving it's, from where people thought they'd be. It's a tough pace to sustain. Yeah. yeah. The pitching staff, I don't think, is that strong. But I think that I, think that I would have pre- ha- like predicted them to be more around like the. Like nineteen to twenty wins. I mean, I know it's it's tough because we're such, it, it, from sure. baseball standpoint, we're dealing with a small sample size. And I know, like, oh, like I predicted, like I would have thought they'd have five less wins, but five less wins now is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. Like I just I think they're overachieving. They're playing out of their minds. They're not only beating people; they're making statements. Here, here's the big difference that I've seen with the Yankees this year: is everything at least for right now, everything's on the same page. The starting pitching has been like lights. You're out. not hurt. That's what I mean, but but even still, like the starting pitching has been good, and when it kind of falters, the bullpen's been lights out. the 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 guys that are there to hit are fucking hitting. Like everything is is that gelling right now. Fucking left-handed fuck is killing. <laughs> Nestor Cortez Listen, Jr. That guy is playing pretty good. Tell me, he's overachieving. <laughs> but uh, you know what though? It, it's one of those things too, where he pitched well last year. And and every year you always see like those like we'll say four to five like random pitchers that have like you know like a Cy Young caliber season and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it happens every year. But I mean the the Yankees how they're playing now they're just pretty much I mean firing on all cylinders. Everything is just working. 
I meant to bring this up earlier, not to cut from the baseball thing real quick, Kyle, but um, I, I listened to the oh. uh, Tony Kornheiser show uh, on my driving and stuff like that. Shout and they, out. Shout out. He needed it. Um, they bring on like a original artists, or like they have original artists play like music to bring in people. So they had this guy called Jacob Ramos uh, performing for the show today, and he had a song. Um, the song title is perfect for you, but the, the, the second line after the song title I think is even better. The song is called Pour You a Mojito, <laughs> and then the, the chorus goes, let me pour you a mojito, I'll be your senorito. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Heard that Do in the car? Alias? Heard that in the car, almost put it into a guardrail. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and we got Tampa Bay with 21 or 14. I think they're on par. Yeah. I think they're achieving properly. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they made a lot of moves in the offseason that didn't help I think they're them. achieving properly. Okay. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, 18 and 17. Underachieving. Yeah, they're underachieving. I mean, <clears throat> I, it, I don't know. That one I think is N.A. I think you could give that one an N.A. Because there was a lot of hype and a lot of expectation, but they're also still kind of an unknown commodity. So, like, it's hard to say, like, are they underachieving? Because they're still kind of finding their identity as a team. What's their average age? Fucking six? That's the, uh, To me, they're, they're what the Yankees were, like, three years ago. It, it's a team that's good and, and can win, but they're, they're still finding their, their way. They are young. <laughs> uh, Baltimore, 14 and 21. I think they're overachieving. They're pitching, in, uh, pitching pretty well. They give the Yankees a run for the money every fucking time they play. Yeah, but that's been happening for 50 fucking years. <laughs> no, that's not true. Before them, it was the Rays. You couldn't beat the Rays to save your life. It, uh, yeah, the last couple of years, it's always been the fucking Orioles. The first the first Yankee game I ever went to was the Rays. The Rays, I think, at that point, it was like in like June. I think the Rays had like 20 wins. The Yankees had like 40. And the Rays won 11 to nothing. Yep. I think Baltimore is on par. I think with Yankees playing as well, as they are, it kind of throws off the what we expected as being a really close race all throughout the year. It's kind of it, it spreads out the the win loss. Oh, Jose Abreu shaved his mustache. It was weird. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox at thirteen twenty one. They suck right now. I think they're underachieving. Underachieving. They, they have so many outside baseball like distractions this year. It's Bogarts, it's Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, like the whole. Roster. I mean, the I core, think the it's going to be a long season. And they're pitching was not that good. They shouldn't have been that good last year. You know, Chris Chris Sale. Who knows if he ever fucking plays again? He's on the sixty day. That's. I mean, he he's just the Red Sox fucking Degrom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Minnesota was a twenty and thirteen. Fifteen. 15. I think they're on par ish. I think they're overachieving. I think I, th- I personally I think they're overachieving right now. I mean, Buxton's very good when he's healthy. When he's healthy, yeah. I just think the team as a whole has been like Josh Naylor came back. He's been playing very well. He's a guardian. And that's what I meant. <laughs> you know, Kyle wants us to talk about stuff, and then he just shits all over you for having the wrong information. Who do you I, think he is? But the Twins are playing. I think on par. I think they're overachieving. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad this year. I just think that right now they're overachieving. Sure. Uh, the Guardian, definitely overachieving. Their offense is weak. See, I think it's different. I think that they're paying on par. I think they're a 500 team. I think they have the talent to be a 500 team. <laughs> I thought it was funny, guys. I didn't even look at his right. Uh, White Sox, they're 16 and 17. <laughs> they're underachieving. But they, they battled injury and all that right. stuff. Yeah, White Sox are... Not good. <laughs> White Sox are not good right now. 
But they're battling injury. I think they'll pick it up once they get everybody yeah. back. Well, see, but like that's the thing is like I, I don't know. I've I'm sure I'm going to get outvoted on this one, and that's fine. But I've never been one to subscribe to having a banged up team or like having a couple injuries on a team be a, a good excuse for a baseball team not doing well. And the reason I say it is because just because Eloy Jimenez has been hurt all year and Luis Robert missed time, that doesn't affect Jose Abreu batting 284 or 186. Or I mean, it'll it'll affect RBIs, and I understand that, and runs driven, and I get that it'll it'll like the win losses and stuff. But a lot of the win losses too have to do, so like, for example, Eloy Jimenez not playing, that has nothing to do with fucking Dallas Keuchel having a fucking seven ERA. That has nothing to do with Michael Kopech not being able to go four innings in, a, in any game. You know what I mean? Like like so, it's like like I get like it, it does play a part, but I just feel like it's so over analyzed. I don't know. The the only really I get it from like what the Yankee standpoint was like a year or two ago, like when all the big guys were hurt. Like yeah. Stanton was hurt, Judge was hurt, LeMahieu was hurt, you know. And that's different. Like, you know, it's you know, it's it, but it, it but I just feel like the MLB, a lot of people treat the MLB like it's like the the NFL or even worse the NBA. Like in the NBA, if LeBron James gets hurt and misses 6 months, the Lakers season's over. The Lakers season's over. It's done. They're not making the playoffs. Even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to be a threat. They're done. They'll be an eight seed and they'll be trash. But if Judge were to go down for the season, yes, it would be a blow to the Yankees, but it's not going to affect everybody's at bats. So, the the first thing that came to my mind is just just the kind of the mental side of it. Whereas you know, I'll, I'll go with the Yankees example. Bless you. You know, if God, Judge nice goes know. down. You know, now now that's just more put on everyone else's shit. Like, s- someone has to make up those oh. runs. and uh, So so that side I get, but I, I see what you're saying. You know, yes, if, if you know, one guy goes down, it, it shouldn't have such a dramatic impact or, or be the, the scapegoat excuse for why. Well, the reason why it might, like, if. Like, like I get it. No, no, no like, I was done. Well, I'm saying, like, I get it from a standpoint more so from, like, the only part to me where, like, I think it really makes a humongous difference is the bullpen. I think that one's a little bit different because when you when you lose a, a piece to the bullpen, it means that people in your bullpen that are used to pitching every three or four days are now pitching every two days. Like, the White Sox, it's happened with the White Sox. There was a bunch of injuries in the beginning of the season to the bullpen, so Kendall Graveman was pitching an inning every other game instead of every three games. And he got gassed out, and his stuff wasn't as good. So, like, I get that from, like, the, like, the bullpen standpoint, but, like, but the same concept. So, like, Lance Lynn's not playing yet, right? Like, Lance Lynn's not there. But if Lance Lynn's there or Lance Lynn's not there, Keuchel's not throwing the ball any better or any worse. Like, he's not pitching better because Lance Lynn's in the rotation. Because it doesn't – that's not affecting anything. Because if Lance Lynn comes back, someone's coming out of the starting rotation. So, like, it's, it's still there. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, I understand, like, it makes a difference. But I just feel like it's so overly analyzed. Well, when it comes to position players – the reason why it does hurt them so much, like Eloy and Robert being out, it makes Jose have to do more than he's supposed to, if that makes sense. So he has to, like, swing at worse pitches to try to drive in runs to where... But see, but but that's the thing, though. Like, that's not true. Like, I, I, it's, it's not true. I get, like, from a competitive standpoint... Like I get, like if we were like you know, like if we were a baseball team, like let's just let's just let's just pretend we're all really good at baseball here. Um, 
I know some of us are okay, but let's pretend we're all really good. Um, like if if Kendall goes down, you know, if Kendall's a two eighty six hitter, leadoff hitter, and he's getting on base a bunch, and I'm the two hole hitter, like yes, now maybe I'm the leadoff hitter, like that's gonna be my new job because Kendall's out. But like, I might feel the pressure that I'm gonna and, and do that, but I don't have to do that. The guy that's replacing Kendall has to do that. Like, and, and nobody expects, it's the same type of thing, like, in the, like, the NFL world. Like, if next season, knock on wood, we don't, you know, we don't wish bad things upon anybody. But, like, let's just say Jamar Chase goes down for eight weeks, right? Like, the receiver that then comes in, and you know, the fifth string receiver that now becomes the third, third, third string receiver, Nobody's expecting him to go out and put up fucking a thousand yards in those eight games and, and catch twelve touchdowns like Jamar Chase. Would. I understand that point, but 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 the player does it to themselves, so it's not like like that's the mental thing I'm saying, right? Like know. and like I get that, but it's like at the same time it's like and the pitcher's going to throw to you differently. I understand that because there's not as many people that are going to do damage. Exactly. I get that, but we like we you know we talk about it all the time like baseball's a game of averages, right? You know, it's a, it's a failing sport. Game of failure. But, like, so, like, you already know the odds are stacked against you anyway. Like, if your whole lineup's there and you're playing really well and you bat 300, that means that you hit 30% of the fucking time you were batting. Like, like, tw- like 26% is not that really that much different. I mean, I know it, it is, but it's not. And it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think it's, it's more so, like, players just decide, oh, so-and-so is hurt, so I'm going to be the hero. And... That's and like that's more detrimental to the team than it is helpful. Right, it's, it's like those filling guys. It's up to them to work good at bats. Like the stars don't have to swing at bad pitches to try to make something happen. Just you know, it's like like Tim Anderson. Like when Tim Anderson's hurt, it notably makes a difference. Like that that's a, it's a situation where it's like I think it's more dependent on the specific player. Like ho- like like Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson are completely different entities in terms of like Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. Like yes, they're like multi tool players and whatever, but like. Tim Anderson, his whole mantra is getting on base. That's what Tim Anderson does. He gets on base by almost any means necessary. He's almost batting 300 every year. He can steal bases. He can swing for power. He hits oppo, yada, yada, yada. So when he's out of the lineup, then it's one less person that's on base when exactly. the, the guy behind makes contact. So, like, those types of things, like, I get. But, like, Eloy being out doesn't affect Grandal's batting average. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't affect his batting average. It doesn't affect the amount of base hits Jose Abreu is going to get. It really doesn't. Because if they're going to pitch him different, then you, then you, 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 you... Adjust. You adjust and you get a better eye. They're going to work the outside corners to you more and blah, 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 and you're not going to get as many mistakes and yada, yada. And I get that. And I know it's way easier said than done, but it's like I just... I feel like in baseball you get a lot more of like the, oh, not next man up. I'm just going to be the superhero. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, football, basketball, hockey, it's more like, the okay, next guy up. Next guy up, you come in and do as much as you can. The team's going to work together to fill the shoes. But, like, when a star baseball player goes down, like, Tim Anderson goes out for three weeks, and then, like, Jose Bray is like, okay, I'm going to do everything that both of us were doing. And it's like, well, that pretty much probably has, I mean, I don't know everything in the world, but that's probably never worked. Hey, are they doing another Field of Dreams game? Yeah, yeah. they're doing one every year now. Cubs and Reds, I think. Cubs and Reds. It's, to me, like, like I understand, like, it's a moneymaker and stuff, but, like, it, the the whole thing behind it was that, like, it was what was in the movie. Yeah. Like, that's why it was cool. Like, 
if they want to do it, like I think it's something they should do like every five years. It's uh, I think it's gonna lose its luster. Yeah, oh yeah, quick. Like the fucking well, thing too is like, what are, you, what, are, what are you gonna do? You gonna have Kevin Costner come out every fucking year? Every year. Hey, is, uh, this, is this heaven? <laughs> no. Is this this is just the the Browns draft room? <laughs> All right. No bow. <laughs> <laughs> they got the Royal to twelve and twenty. About where they should be. Yep. Tigers underachieving big time. I thought they were going to be one of the teams that improved a lot this year. Uh, they have a decent. They did. What? On paper, they did. Like, they have their star rookies come up. They signed Javi Baez, who's been not good for them. He's also on the decline, I think. Um, the rotation should be better than what it is, but they're just not playing well. And will that change? Who knows? But Mickey's playing well. That's all that matters. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then we go to the West. Houston Astros were underachieving. And then they went on an 11-game winning streak. Now they're in first place again. Yeah. Verlander's like a fucking walking time machine. He's so good. He's so good this <laughs> year. I mean, it was... A, a, they banging a, trash cans again? I don't know. Maybe. But that's my fact what Verlander's doing. I mean, Ver- Verlander had it, like, I mean, like, he had the game against the Nats this, during, was it the weekend? Were you guys playing? The, yeah. Or, or, no, you guys. Were the Nats playing the, the Astros, your team, the yeah. Astros? Um, I had to had to save myself. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, Verlander, did, like, didn't have his control that game. Like, he was at, like, 100 pitches in the fifth inning. But what did he do? What's the one thing you have to do when you're facing the Nats this year? Get out of it. Control Juan Soto. Control Juan Soto and you're not going to lose. If you keep Juan Soto off the base paths or keep him from putting the ball in play, you're probably not going to lose that game. Talk about a guy that thinks and, he has to do everything. And and Justin Verlander, even with 106 pitches gassed for breath, got him to tap it to the mound for the third time that game. <laughs> yeah, Verlander, pretty good. Yeah, he's he's nasty. But, you know, when you're fucking milking the cow that is Kate Upton, <laughs> good for you, my man. The Angels are where they should be, in my opinion. They went out and signed all this fucking pitching. The Angels are perfectly achieving because of health. <laughs> yes. You know, Otani hasn't been great as a hitter this year, but now he's starting to figure it out. Mike Trout's back to MVP baseball. They All their young guys are starting to hit for him. Well, they just they figured out some pitching. <laughs> yeah, they, they went out and signed 19 pitchers. What they got? They got like Michael Lorenzen, Noah Syndergaard. And they're all pitching well for him. Uh, Seattle, huge in my of, opinion, huge fan of the Noah Syndergaard Max Scherzer bullshit. Back, but <laughs> so funny. Seattle, in my opinion, is underachieving. They went out, they signed the former AL Cy Young, Robbie Ray. I don't think they're underachieving. I just think that they're 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 just like the the they're like the Ray or the the Blue Jays. There's still a lot to figure out within the organization. They're they're still a young team that last year exceeded expectations beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to chase that high, but also meet those expectations. Right. And that's a hard thing to do. And Kyle Lewis hasn't played yet. Yeah. I, th- I think they're like right where they should be. I mean, you know, like they've had them highs and lows. They, they, they've had some really good stretches. They've had some bad stretches. Yeah. Jared Kelnick's been terrible. It's always an inching a little closer, but it's a tough division. Freaking. The guy that the tough division thing. It's just that, you know, it's just, baseball is one of the few sport. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say one of the few sports because it's, it's only, there's only three of them. But, like, of the three sports where, like, division play matters, like, baseball, like, the division play is not as important as it is in the other two. I mean, like, it's important. I'm not saying it's not. But you play a lot of games against other people. Yeah. You play all the other AL teams or NL That's teams true. a bunch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, like, you could go 
like just above 500 in your division and still win your division if you mop up the floor in the other divi- the other mm-hmm. other games. In the NFL, you go fucking 1 and 5 in your division, there's a pretty good chance you're not winning your division. You know, in hockey, if you can't fucking beat your division rivals, you're not winning your division. NBA don't fucking matter. NBA do- I don't even know why they have divisions. But uh I'm still the- I still think the NBA should just get rid of it all. Just whatever. No, I think they one should through get- 16. 1 through 16. I think they should just get rid of all of it. 1 through 16 and just do it like a bracket. The Texas Rangers, um, to me, they're underachieving because they went out and signed all these big-name bats. It's not that – like, they're not hitting. That's why they're underachieving. It's not like they're putting up eight to ten runs a game. Like, they're scoring, like, one or two runs and losing, like, nine to two. That's why I think they're underachieving. I don't think they're – I don't think their record – there's nothing in it. I know. This is funny. I don't think the record – I think the record's fine. I just think as a lineup, they're underachieving, if that makes any sense. Okay. Anybody want to weigh in? Uh, I'll weigh in on the next one. All right. A's. Overachieving. Oh, yeah, true. They're overachieving. (laughs) They should be a fucking six-win team. They're bad. But they'll find a way to make the playoffs. Yeah, which is so obnoxious. (laughs) They're going to end up with fucking... Like 75. They're going to end up with Tatis, Baez, (laughs) uh, fucking dick fuck there in the Mets. What's his name? Alonzo. No, the the shortstop. Lindor. Lindor. They're going to end up with him. They're going to end up with all these fucking dudes. He's going undefeated August. <laughs> De- DeGrom and Sale will get traded there. They'll come back from injuries and be fucking, you know, they'll, they'll come out and combine for 14 no-hitters and perfect games. And the A's will go to the playoffs and lose in the first round. Right. Right. Go down, Kendall. The Mets, they're on par. They should be. They literally paid a billion dollars. Yeah. On par. Exactly. On par. Phillies. We're underachieving until this last stretch. Now their offense is actually scoring eight to ten runs a game. Looks like the streak there says lose one, six and four in your last ten. Yep. That kind of matches what your record says. Yeah, we shouldn't have lost so... that last game. Oh, so I mean if we're going off of shouldn't have lost games, the White Sox are fucking perfect. So we're <laughs> the White Sox are the hottest team in baseball if we're talking we're looking about looking at a team that's at five hundred. Huh. Looking at uh... <laughs> I will. I would. I would like to say I. I got my comeuppance from last week, and I felt I, I was so pissed about it. I. I was making a joke that Kendall should have shit all over the Phillies because Kyle wasn't here for loot blowing a seven one lead. Oh, yeah. And then that night I watched. I, I, that night. It's as we were sitting here. Yeah. That night. Well, no, it didn't start until I got home because I on the way home I was listening to the game because it was just me and Kendall last week here, right? No, I was here. Were it you happened here? right at the end because we were talking about it. Well, no. So what? It, but what had happened was the White Sox on the way home. The, the White Sox hit a three-run home run, and they were up oh, six yeah, yeah. in the top in the top of the ninth. And then I got home. I was like, eh, I can watch Liam Hendricks come out for a non-save situation. Blew it. <laughs> Blew it. Went to overtime, tied it up, went to the other one, lost. I was like, I was like, in my opinion, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, so Josh Naylor for the Guardians, he had a fucking like RBI double, then he hit a fucking grand slam in the ninth. When he comes up in the eleventh, you don't pitch to him. Yeah. You pitch the you you walk the bases loaded in that situation. I'm sorry, but you walk them loaded. You take the chance. Hey, you still have the bottom to work with, and instead you let him hit a fucking three run ding dong. Question, just because I'm curious how it works. So, like, in the example Paul said, Hendricks came in, they were up six, right? Well, he didn't come in. Just just for the example, say he came in up six. So that's not a safe situation. Mm-hmm. So if he comes in, gives up three runs. And then finishes the game. Does it become a save situation? No, no. But if they, what if they bring in another? Pitcher? Then it becomes then, a save situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. It and would just be a hold for him, right? At that point, for Liam Hendricks, if he pitched the whole inning, like he, he gave up four, 
It would just be it would just be a hold, right? I think so. I don't know how the fucking holds work. I think I think it's a hold because he gave up runs to make it a save situation, but because he's the one that did it, he can't get the yeah. save. But yeah, like if he gave up four runs and then they brought in Kendall Graveman <laughs> and Kendall Graveman pitched a lot, like you know, a fucking one pitch ground out to finish the game, he he'd get, get the, the save. Yeah, I think the Phillies are trending upward, but it's my opinion because I'm a homer. And it is what it is. That was an added category. You know, it was uh, overachieving, on part of achieving, and trending upward for the Phillies. 81 and 81. <laughs> no, they'll go 84. <laughs> um, the Braves. Bryce Harper's playing out of his mind, though. Yeah, Bryce Harper. He hit a fucking playing. ding-dong the other day. That hasn't landed yet. Yeah. That's Let's the see MVP, what happens right? after he gets the stem cell injection. Well, he already got it. Grows a third arm. That doesn't work. <laughs> that might make him better. It doesn't work. He's just holding the bat with his dick. <laughs> Imagine being up at the plate and you got the bat with your dick and you got two gloves in each hand. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The Braves, I don't know. They're a tough team to figure out right now. Well, I mean, they got Acuna back and then they lost Acuna. He got hurt again. Yeah. He yeah. hurt his groin. MRI on his groin. Matt Olson is not Freddie Freeman. No, I mean. I would say they're on par. The low end of on par. If you're the if you're the Phillies or the Braves, though, you're looking at it and you go, "Hey, May's over soon. The <laughs> Mets are gonna suck. Right. We'll make our run. Bide your time, baby." <laughs> um, How mad are you gonna be if the Mets lose the, miss the playoffs this year? I mean, I I, I can't be upset because I, why? Why uh, can't you be upset? Because I've watched this over and over. Yeah, but this is a different thing. 2007 was devastating. What about the year you ate a whole pack of cigarettes? After you lost the World Series. Delicious. The Marlins are on par. They don't have great offense, but they have good pitching. Nationals suck. They're they're <laughs> right where they should be. Brewers mock. Just say I'm par. Well, I, I was looking at something here. Christian Yelich had his third cycle of his career the other day. <laughs> I'm I'm looking here because you said about the Marlins. Having better pitching than offense, but they've scored more runs than they've given up. Yeah, it means they have good pitching. But it means they still have good offense. Don't they just win game three to two? And I mean, I mean, I mean they have up. the fewest runs scored almost on the entire list. There, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's a plus ten differential. Does anybody else <laughs> think that Christian Yelich is the most average superstar in baseball? He is. I feel like every. I feel like like I'm always like like yeah. Kristen Rilich is so good, but I feel like every year I'm just like, why do I think this? <laughs> like he's good, but like why do I think he's so good? Because of that one year. No, because I fucking raked with him in the show. Mm-hmm. Mock Brewers on par. They're gonna win that division. Cardinals Mass asleep. Still not here. Uh, yeah, I am. Oh, I think that they're on par. If you to tell us that you're back, you guys were talking. I didn't want to interrupt. Do you have a parent over your shoulder? I do. Pirates overachieving. Over no at the reason for them to have 15 wins. World right now. Series champs. <laughs> Pirates could have one win and they'd still be overachieving. But hey, they won without getting a hit. Surprised that hasn't happened more. Cubs underachieving. Cubs underachieving. The, there was a lot of buzz around the Cubs this offseason. Like they, 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 they did some things that like 
were showing that they weren't going to... You know, a lot of people thought after they kind of blew everything up that they were just going to be kind of like a dog team for three or four years, work the system like they did prior with like the you know all these guys, and they they made some moves and showed that they're gonna they're gonna do things the way that baseball is doing things right now, and they're gonna get their way back into being competitive, but they haven't been overly competitive. I'm not, I don't think they're a 25 win team, but I think that they should be sitting at 17, 18 wins right now. They shouldn't be below the fucking Pirates. I give you that. They're underachieving. Reds also underachieving. They're not that bad. They're like realistically, all the people that they have, are, like what the squad that they have, is not eight wins bad. They're not the worst team in baseball bad. Well, the reason that I, the reason or why nine, they don't say nine, nine, nine and twenty-five. Nine. The reason why they're so bad, they didn't have Jonathan India yet this year. Joey Votto been out for a long time. I understand that, but their squad is. St- I mean, didn't they make the playoffs last year? No, I thought they made the playoffs last year. No, no. Were they in the contention towards the end? Don't remember. In the, in the past two years, the Reds have been like, like they've been good. like they've been yeah. in discussion at the end, and like maybe the last yeah. couple weeks, whatever. Still, they're not a nine, they're not a nine win team, like roster wise. Like they, they should, I mean, thirteen, you know, twelve, thirteen wins. Like again, I know that sounds so dumb to say, oh, maybe three more wins, but with the sample size we're working with, that's a big difference. They're not the worst. They're not the worst team in baseball. That, that, that's why I say they're underachieving. They're not the worst team in baseball. They're not worse than the Nats. They're not worse than the Athletics. I agree. They're just not playing well. Dodgers. On par. I'm yeah. underachieving because they have 12 losses. <laughs> they're pitching for an underachieving. You know what I'm saying? Underachieving because they don't have the best record in baseball. That's where they should be at all year. They should have had the best record in baseball from whenever they had more games played than everybody else. <laughs> um, Padres. I mean, I think they're overachieving. I agree. Because last year, they're playing better. They did this last year, too. When Tatis was out for that long period of time, mm-hmm. they played better without him. And when he came back, they fell apart. And I don't think it's on Tatis. I really don't. It's just... Uh, just, I personally... No, I'm actually comfortable. You're not enough beer. My own personal take on it. Tell you what, I do like the receding headband, though. It's making for a good butt in the back. <clears throat> I know this is an unpopular opinion, but in my personal thing, I just don't think the Padres should have gave him all that money. So right what you're away. saying is James Shields was worth it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. But I do think they play better without Tatis. And Hosmer playing out of his fucking mind right now. It baffles me. Like You don't see it a lot, but we're seeing it. We've seen it at the same time this year. And it really makes you question... Like, it, it makes you question what you know about, like, the sport because it's, you know, sitting there, it's like, no one's going to make the argument, like, is Tatis really that good? Yes, he is that good. Like, Tatis is that good. Is we know teammate? that. Huh? He's just not a good teammate. But it, I don't even think it's that as much because it's the same thing. Like, is John Morant that good? Yes. yes. They're tw- they they were 21 and him? 6 without him. They were yeah. 21 and 6 without him. So, like, what is that, like, but, like, so it really begs the question, what does it say? Does it say that they're empty stat guys, that they're they're good, but their stats really don't reflect how good they are? Or, like, vice versa, like, like how good they are isn't reflected in their stats or whatever, however you want to word it to I, make sense? Does it say that they're the not, does it say that they're not good teammates? Does it say that the rest of the team yeah. is, is actually better than, they're, they're better, like, than people think they are, and because that star is not there, they get to shine. Like, like it's just it's interesting. Like, what is it? Because like nobody on the Grizzlies is at John Morant's level or even close to it. 
They're not even remotely close, but they just played 21 better. and 6 without John Morant. No, yes, they lost a playoff series without him, but I don't think the John Morant makes a difference anyway. I think Golden State still beats them. Mm-hmm. I think that Golden yeah. State is just a deeper, more experienced team. But it just it, it makes you question like what is like Tatis not being there and the Padres playing better because of it? Like what does it mean? Does it just mean that like hey, these other guys are better than we thought? You know, it's, or they just it's do different things. Well, like you're seeing it now with the White Sox. Like it's not that at that level, but like Eloy Jimenez is out. With Eloy Jimenez missing almost the entire year so far, Andrew Vaughn's been playing left field out of his fucking mind. He was a first baseman when he came up. That the White Sox contemplated trading for two years because we have Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu is good defensively. He's one of the best first basemen at turning the double play where you tag the base, where you know you get the out first and then throw to second. He's one of the best in the game at that. He's a great, you know, he's great at picking, he's great at scooping, all that stuff. He's a good defensive first baseman, and he's very good offensively. What are you going to do with Andrew Vaughn? Well, Eloy Jimenez is hurt, so we need a left fielder. A.J. Pollock was hurt, so we couldn't use Adam Engel because Adam Engel was already filling in for So we throw Andrew Vaughn in left field, and he's been a fucking great left fielder. And so, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Does, like, go, like going forward, like, is Andrew Vaughn that good? Is he playing? Is, is he is Eloy not as good as we think he is? It just makes for very interesting things because it's like with Tatis, like the same thing with like John Morant. What are you gonna do? You gonna trade John Morant? No, I gotta trade John Morant. But twenty one and six is hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. Same thing with I mean, fucking. Even if even if the fucking Padres are only fucking playing sixty two percent baseball for a short you know small window, that's still mm-hmm. impressive without Tatis. The Giants, I don't know how they fucking keep winning. But last year they overachieved, but obviously this year showed that they're still good. But they're just an old team that knows how to Cano win baseball games. The Cano show. Who are the Padres now? Is it Padres? Thought yeah. it was the Giants. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like they go ahead, Mass. No, I just said Mark fucked up. That's all. When were the Giants winning a World Series like every other year? When was that? Nine, eleven, and thirteen, I think. No, it was even numbers. Eight, ten, twelve. I think it was eight, ten, twelve. Because I remember it was even years. Okay. Well there you go, there's your answer. Like half those guys are still playing for them. No, it was it was so it was like I, I think if anybody should be excited about what the Giants are doing right now, it's it's mock. Uh ten, twelve, fourteen. Just Okay, it was around there. If anybody should be excited about the Giants' success, it's, it's it should be Mike Mock. Why? Is Why? Because when the the baseball Giants do well, the football Giants do well. You guys won two Super Bowls relatively close to that time frame. One of them right in the middle of it. One, yeah. Was seven eleven, right? Seven and eleven. So you guys kickstarted it. The, the baseball team took over. Then you guys did it again. Then they did it. And you know, then you guys were both kind of whatever for a while. So maybe this is the uptick. Maybe this is the year the Giants take it all. Don't do that. I think we should talk about that for the next 20 minutes. Why the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. And we got to go to break. (laughs) And then the next two teams are easily overachieving. Diamondbacks were the worst worst team in baseball last year. Their talent's not that great, but they're just winning. And the Rockies are competitive. Chris Bryant's been out for a while, too. So they're competitive without him. Even though you started off hot for him. That's it. Baseball as a whole is underachieving right now. Not from a standpoint of like drawing fans or whatever, but 
batting average is like at an all-time low. Home runs are at an all-time low. Starting pitching is not as 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 kind of at an all-time like it's just right now everything's just kind of like out of whack. I think it was because of the shortened spring training. No, I don't think that's it. You don't just, think so? No, I don't think so at all. I do. I think I think everybody is trying to play down to get less money. <laughs> but you know, like what Paul said earlier, Bryce Harper this last like two weeks had brought his batting average up from two forty to three oh five. He's been pretty lights out. And he didn't play Sunday. That's why we lost. What? Well, it looks like he's going to miss 81 games. He's not missing anything. Now, you suck. Use your head, man. You suck. Stop doing that. No, man. you're mean. You're a mean heart. person. I'll get Coco down for two weeks. That's rude. I didn't say the year. <laughs> Still rude. <laughs> I didn't say the year. <laughs> I just hope he stubs his toe on the... That spiky stuff. Oh. We talked about how bad the pirates are. Well, they just uh they 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 had some history that shouldn't have made sense in their favor, and then they gave it to somebody else and right in return. Wilson Contreras became the Wilson Contreras became the tenth player in MLB history to hit a grand slam in the first inning as a leadoff hitter. Sounds about right. Batted all the way around yep. and hit a grand slam. <laughs> they were up eight nothing after the first. Did he start? Did he start with a hit that inning? I mean, I think you have to, right? I mean, you don't have to, I guess. You could have been the first out. Let's see. I'll look it up. MLB. Imagine one, two, and then just <laughs> big two winning rally. I saw eight runs, but that was the Nationals. They also gave up eight runs. Um, Cubs are up nine nothing now. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yes, yeah. He started off with a with a hit. I like that Japanese guy from the Cubs because, like, you mean the guy that's super underperforming? Yeah, but like in spring training, because he was like, "I better start doing good, or they're gonna throw beer on me." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think baseball is, my guy? <laughs> oh, you have everything on there, but just pick something. Did you come up with a Mike mock draft yet? You gotta come up with one. I got one. Oh, do you? Let's see. 928. Should we do it now? Let's do it yeah. now. Yeah. All right. How are we doing? You got to pull up a random order generator. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, because Massey's uh, pulling the uh, night shift at Applebee's, you're gonna, I think you're going to have to keep track of what was taken. <laughs> I was planning to keep track. I was just looking at a spreadsheet. Are you at your computer now? Yeah. Oh, so you're not taking the night shift. You're the office manager or the, the yeah. shift leader. Which means I'm a gigantic piece of shit that's just phoning it in. That's not just mean you're a gigantic piece of shit. It just means you're mis you're, you're misunderstood, like uh, David Keckner and uh, waiting. The Keckner is that his last name? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it actually. I know you're talking. What's about his name? Him. How do you say his name, Mark? Packer from the Office. I don't know. Is it David Keckner? Sounds right. It's a K O E C H something. All right, ready to randomize. All right. I would like the fifth pick in the draft, please. All right, so we got Reed, Paul, Mock, Massey, Kyle. I like that. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. That was Reed. You ever turn a fan on him? Like, yeah, I don't need that fan. It's funny because like the temperature is like it's 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 like the house it's today. Humidity. Like, right, it's humidity. It's, it's cold with the fan. You said it was Reed, you, Mock, me, Kyle. Sure. Gonna look it off the screen, but that sounded right. Yep, you were right. Okay. All right. We're doing a five-round draft. Mm-mm. 
fifth round. It's a five round draft. I don't like five. I like seven. I don't know. Well, why. here's the thing: you're drafting your starting five NBA. basketball game. All right. Of cartoon characters. All right. Oh, we get a coach in okay. there. But here's the thing. I have questions. You're the coach. Um, if said character has like, so it's so like superpowers are out. Okay. So like if you pick a cartoon version of a superhero. Yeah. So, so like, like if I say Spider-Man, he doesn't get to shoot webs. No, like. But is he still a super athletic? I So here's the example I thought of. Like if you were to take Cosmo or Wanda, they can't use their fucking wands. But like, what about like superhero superheroes? So like, if you pick Spider Man, like, then he shoot webs and like, I guess swing so. from the rafters. Uh, or, so I guess what I'm getting is like no like magical, no magic. Can we just do cartoon characters, not superheroes? That's fair. I mean, there's there's superhero cartoons, but we'll exclude them. I think that's what we got to do. Yeah, I think that's the move. Can we do six times and get a coach in there? Listen, you're the coach. I know my coach though. But I'll take the first I have to. What was the move? All right, so no, no superheroes, no superheroes, no magic. Like you can, you can pick a superhero or like a magical figure, but they're not going to be able to use magic or superpowers of any kind. So, like okay. for example, if you pick Spider Man, you're basically getting Peter Parker without before powers. getting bit by the spider. Okay. <laughs> like you don't get his like amazing athleticism and all that. Like you know, because that's a superpower. Okay. And we're gonna make it. Any disputes go to me. All right. Can we instead? What if we're disputing? What's that? What if we're disputing you? Still goes to me. Also, I think no cartoon (laughs) versions of real people. That's fair. Massive's going to draft LeBron James. Yeah, I think no cart like yeah like no like like Space Jam, Michael Jordan. No, no, that's what I mean. Like you know, I was going to go for it. I had one in my back pocket just in case. Yeah. So what was the order? Because I forgot it. Kendall, Paul, you, me. So five rounds, you're starting five. Or I guess we could do seven and you get two bench guys. Uh, can we do one bench guy and a coach? <laughs> no, you're the coach. Kyle, you're the coach. Oh my god. My coach. Kyle, who perfect. do you want to coach? It's not gonna happen. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. He's gonna be a terrible coach. He's all about Good money. GM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Reed. All right. I immediately thought of this guy right off the bat. My kind of one, no, <laughs> Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Bad pick. Oh, listen, he's gonna outmuscle everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's all the cheerleaders are in sight. <laughs> the risk I'm willing to take. Paul, who are you taking, bud? Who are you taking? Paul, Paul, um, Paul, Paul. Hmm. Who are you taking? Hello. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. This is tough. So we're going seven, right? We're doing seven? Two bench players? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just like so difficult to like go with. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a weird it's like a weird concept because like I'm trying to think like why would I pick them for being good at basketball? Do we gotta pick them in the in the position? No. Alright. Alright. Mostly because I can't do that. So I have a question. I know we kind of outlined some rules. Go ahead. What about like cartoon characters that like 
are just a cartoon but kind of have like a weird special ability that's not magic but would potentially fall into like the superpower category so that's the thing like i i think that that's okay i i was i was more or less you like, didn't want wanda and cosmo to that's what i mean like they can't just like like hey i wish we won the game yeah type deal right and so like but i think superpowers are, are a good one like superheroes what are you thinking Roadrunner. <laughs> just real fast. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, does that count? Do I get his speed? I, no, yeah, I think that's, that's, All right. that's in play. Roadrunner. Because it's a cartoon guy. Can we see the screen, Massey? Yeah. Right, like, that's a car- it's not like a superhero, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a, yeah. It's just a cartoon. I already regret my pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it my turn? I should have went with Johnny Bravo's mom. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Mama. Mama. Oh, man, she's just presenting his profile picture. Kyle, are you, you going to take the lesbian mom from Rugrats? Uh, no. <laughs> that wasn't a lesbian in the original Rugrats? <laughs> that had a husband in the original Rugrats? She just wasn't out yet. <laughs> so, uh... Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. Um... All right. I I think hmm. I think the move has got to be Bugs Bunny. Just Fair. just the all-around guy gets disguises. You know, digs tunnels. <laughs> just a real trickster that one. <laughs> Kyle's going all ducks. You want that sheep dog, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, are you gonna stick with are you gonna stick with your premarital thing and go all ducks? You're gonna go postmarital and take Speedy Gonzalez. I had my first pick. You should pick Rapid Dave. Go ahead and pick Ralph from Wreck It Ralph. All right, my turn. The the spreadsheet still isn't up. Yeah, and that also only works if it's the only thing that's being shared. Kendall's fucking up here. I don't see. It just says Chris presentation. (laughs) I think it's that fancy chip you got. Yeah, I'll take your apology in forty dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Go, I'm going. Lola Bunny. Nice. Oh. Well, Johnny Bravo is out of commission now. <laughs> yep. Pretty much diffused my you plan. See it now? Nope. And I'm going. Uh, going Space Ghost. Man, I had him on the radar. All right, so Space Ghost and who's? Oh, uh, Lola Bunny. I have a really funny one. I hope it's on mine. But, but I think I could save it because I don't think anyone else would go so for it. So I also have one but I, that I was going to save. And there's only one person that would remember this and pick it. And so I, I'm going to do it because I know if I don't, they'll remember it. Is it me? No. I kind of have um, two lined up. I'm going to go ahead and take Hercules from Disney's Hercules. <laughs> do gods count as superheroes? <laughs> I'm asking Mock. It was Ken- Kendall's going to take Johnny Quest. Oh man! <laughs> no, he's going to take the Curry friend Hodge. of Johnny Quest. Hodge. I think his yeah, name's Apu. I don't know why it's not sharing. It says it's sharing on my screen, so. Well, it says you're presenting on our screen, but it doesn't say what you're presenting. Cool computer chip. Hey, listen. All I know is there's one of us who knows technology, and one of us who doesn't. Yeah, you just so. downgraded the geek squad. Massey, every time you've ever so sat in the in the the computer too. chair to like take over a show, your thing has almost never worked. Listen to you. Ha! Yeah, whatever <laughs> happened to our uh, Price Is Right game? 
Ever heard of the recycle bin on your computer? <laughs> Whose pick is it? Is it mine? Uh, it's yours. Oh, what did Mark take? Hercules? No, no Master took Hercules. That's what I said. I'm going to take Lion-O from the Thundercats. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I thought he was coming back around. Thundercats are superheroes, though. Uh, he's just a guy with a sword. <laughs> They lived in a mountain. That show was awesome. <laughs> that show was the fucking shit. Thundercats was fantastic. My next one's going to be good, too. Okay, Paul. Me? Yep. Uh, I'm taking Wilt. From? Wilt was the uh, imaginary Wilt Chamberlain basketball character oh, from uh, House of... Uh, Foster's Home. Yeah, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Red guy? Yeah. Yeah, the red yeah. tall red basketball player guy. Yeah, he was really good at basketball in the cartoon. Yeah, it was always dribbling. Very funny. Only had one arm though. Whatever. Still really good. I think it's uh is it Kendall? Kendall's got back it to is back. Kendall's back to backs. Uh I'm taking Bender from Futurama. <laughs> good pick. And I'm really happy with this pick. I'm taking Squidward Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Bad pick. Are you serious? He's so, got tentacles. Yeah, but he's not gonna show up to the game because he's not interested. Bender's gonna be drunk. And Johnny Bravo is going to be trying to bang any woman in the stadium. Hello, bunny. It's all about chemistry. These there guys, isn't any. These guys have. Bender will do anything to cheat to win. Back to Paul. Back to Paul. Um. Hmm. I kind of just want the rest of the Thundercats. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Sully from Monsters Inc. Okay, good pick. All right. I gotta combat some strength here. I'm taking He Man. <laughs> I tell you what, got some power down low. Yeah. No shooting. Got <laughs> He Man and Lion O. I think your whole team's fouling out. Listen, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny's gonna be raining threes. I don't think he ever shot a basket s- in the movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know he did. I'm gonna take Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Cool pick. He's fucking two feet tall. <laughs> he doesn't have his gun. Yeah. Doesn't need his gun. He has fucking super strength and super agility. Yeah, and super dumb. Actually, super smart. Nah. Who's up? Me. Yes. Back Is back. it okay to take the Harlem Globetrotters? Kyle, no, that's no. not all right. Because we said no cartoon versions of real people. That's fair. <laughs> I'm taking Ben 10. Ben. I like that was your backup for like <laughs> So question, does he get access to the alien forms? Yeah, that's what I'm th- taking, man. The big robot guy. I mean, I, I guess. Okay. Your next pick? Yeah, I'm taking. I have Ben 10 lined up for a while. Take Courage the Cowardly Dog? Nope, no, no, no. I might take Grandpa, though. Just kidding. Um, Muriel? (laughs) Stupid dog. You want Dexter? I'll take take, uh, Gerald from uh, Hey Arnold. What, because he's black? (laughs) (laughs) Yup. You should have taken Grandpa. You don't want Stoop Kid? He's not I tell you what, that show sucks. <laughs> As a grown up, watch an episode now. It's fucking mind numbing. <laughs> well, it wasn't what for you. I know, but it's just what like when when Nick did like when Nickelodeon did like the the '90s reboot thing a few years ago. 
I remember I was like, oh, let, let me check out the first time I watched an episode of Hey Arnold, I was like, what the fuck is happening? They kind of, they're showing the highlights from Johnny Cueto's uh, Game 2 World Series performance. Nine innings pitch, two hits oh, given up. Against you. That was bad. Right. You sucked. Right. Sounds about right. Good picks, though. Can I take them? going to take one at a time, though. <laughs> well, they're technically superheroes, so you just get them as one-foot girls. You could take the mayor's hot wife or assistant, though. I think She's super can, tall. You never see her face. I think they can still fly. This is opening up a totally different door. Who's up? Goku. I think it's Massey's pick. Goku. All right, but he's a guy. Why? You just said they can still fly. No, I we laughed that off. I mean, he still has the super strength then. Guess we can throw the fucking basketball past the rim. He couldn't even fly in the original Dragon Basketball's Ball. Basketball's so about finesse. When we ruled out the superhero thing, it took out a real big pick for me. Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> he's blocking everything. <laughs> what, what what are you doing that he's not blocking? He'll be sitting on the bench blocking threes. <laughs> nope. Also the invisible woman. Whatever her name was. Yeah. Miss um, Fantastic. Hmm. You know what? I'm going Randall from Monsters Inc. Not the Randall I thought. So he can camouflage? You know, that character was loosely based on my life. <laughs> well, you look just like him. That's rat. my point. Paul? I hadn't thought of one. Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, Frizzle? No. Miss Fowl? Carl. That is terrible. I mean... Give us a Carl. Carl! <laughs> Better than mine, but not good. <laughs> Hey, call your wife and have her do it. Yeah. Hmm. That could be a funny Halloween idea. If you could get her to dress as Miss Fowl, that'd make me laugh pretty hard. That'd have to be Carl Weezer. No, right. you could be Jimmy. I got one. So, I'm sticking with the whole thing, what we did with Roadrunner. As long as it's not a superhero, like it's a cartoon made for that thing. I'm taking Ditto. It's going to be the best player on your team. That seems like a loophole. <laughs> Well, sure right. does. That's what I do. It's not a superpower. Hey, Mass. Yep. What's the difference between a cartoon and anime? Um, Cartoons in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so, there isn't a difference. Good backup. All <laughs> right. You don't want to go into this realm because the Mass is just start picking hentai tentacles. Yeah. I already picked Goku. Yeah, but he doesn't have tentacles. <laughs> and we know who he is. Sex Squid 92. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Ursula. Who's up next? Uh, me, right? Uh, Kendall. Kendall is back. You should take back. Fritz the cat. That's that porn cat Why? that banged Ma, all the are you birds. Taking, are you taking an anime person? No, Ditto's anime. No. But yeah, he yeah. took Ditto. Just remember, whoever you pick, Ditto can be that guy. I know, and this is going to work out perfectly. Except then. he's going to have a dumb face. Whatever. <laughs> so am... pick you. Yeah, there we go. Well, that was the only the one ditto. We're not getting into this. It was the, 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 the ditto cartoon in Indigo League. He just couldn't match the face. He yeah, just kept that having that, that ditto just face. Just that one ditto. Everybody else can. 
It was just that one ditto that he couldn't get the face right. Kendall. I will be taking uh, Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove. Very fun. And controversial pick, but uh, I'm gonna like... go. I'm meeting Patrick Warburton. Are you? Yeah, in like two months. I'm very excited. That's cool. My brother got me tickets. Uh, controversial, but I believe in second chances. I'm taking uh, Pepper Le Pew. <laughs> controversial, but I don't believe in second chances. Go ahead and take your predatory skunk. <laughs> All right, let's see. What's this bullshit? So this is the fifth round now. So this is the final pick for your starting five. Yeah. Just keep track. All right. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. He man's gonna get some rebounds. <laughs> Man, Thundercat. I wonder if Thundercats is streaming anywhere. I'll watch that. It's on Apollo. Thundercats. Ho! That show was awesome. Oh. Fuck you, Mom. I'm going to go with Optimus Prime. So, are non-human characters in? I mean, we drafted fucking Roadrunner. Fair. Okay. (laughs) And Ditto. My whole team is non-human. I, uh... All right. How about Bugs Bunny? We're drafting non-living. He's living. He's existing. He's not living. Oh man, what does that even mean? <laughs> He's just there. He uses fuel. <laughs> Was there only two seasons of Thundercats? Yeah. Yeah, but it might be. But back then, though, cartoons were like eighty-five episodes a season. Episodes. Yeah, because like the Indigo League was one season long, and it was ninety-six episodes. <laughs> I'm going to watch I just so much that. Thundercats in my car. So does Optimus Prime count? Listen, I think he's in. All right. All right. He's in, cool. and Paul's team wins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. My seventh pick is really going to make you really question if my team would win. My seventh guy is getting no playing time. There's a Thundercats video game? Yeah. What? I'm in. Oh, man. There's also an Aladdin video game. That game's fucking hard. It is. So is the Lion King one. Yeah. Fuck them both. <laughs> I have them both for the Switch. They're both hard for the same exact reason. Because they were old Nintendo games? No. The, it's the, essentially the same level. I remember the, the Lion King one, you're, are you like trying to climb? It's mm. over the Stampede or something, right? Yeah. And then the Aladdin ones, when you're riding the fucking carpet out of the, the lava cat's mouth. <laughs> Fuck that. The Cave of Wonders? <laughs> the lava cat's, lava cat's mouth. mouth. I just remember the lava coming at you, <laughs> and it's lava. fucking hard. You don't remember the Thundercats Aladdin you know crossover? Me off? You know what pissed me off? I bet you if I played it now, it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> no, it's still that hard. <laughs> it's still that fucking hard. It is still that hard. Do you remember hard. the game? It was on the Sega I used to play a lot called Pitfall. Yeah. That game was awesome. Yeah. I loved that game. Remember Earthworm Jim? Yeah, he's sitting right over there. Just to be play basketball. That <laughs> game was cool, though. Earthworm Jim was cool. And Mock. Yeah. The first season of Thundercats has 65 episodes. Yeah. The second one, I think, I has also. I was just looking at it. Oh, man. What are they on? Netflix? Hulu. 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 Yeah, they're both 65 Mach's episodes. Mock's not going to sleep tonight. That <laughs> show is so good. There's a good chance Mock watches an episode on the way home. Probably in the car. Oh, 100%. I've been watching seasons of Survivor like there's no tomorrow. Why? Because the show is awesome. <laughs> After this, is going Bachelorette. It's just because of Rupert. That guy's cool. 
good character. A lot of, uh, not a character, it's a, a real person. A lot of primo stuff going on on that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whose pick is it, though? We got it. We're running out of time. It's Fox. Oh, sorry. Um, you know, oh, what's his name? Would you get me one, Kyle? Hey, just go quick. What was the name of the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in the Fairly Odd Parents? Oh, Captain uh, Morgan. Morgan. Strangled. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you're just gonna have like a big fairy that can't use magic? Oh, well, hold on, hold on. I was asking what his name is. Oh, <laughs> I already got two powerhouses. So give me three. <laughs> I think I need because you know you need we, that can pass. We got Randall and we got Bugs. I think I need another ball mover. Um. I'm going to take Mike Wazowski. He could be the ball. Pixar, 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 Pixar. <laughs> um, Ratatouille, Cars. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> Toy um, Story. I tell you what. Oh, no, it's a bad pick. It's a bad pick. He's like a seven-year-old boy. You could take uh, Ed. <laughs> you could take Ed. Not from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. The stupid hyena from Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Whoopi. Um, no, that's not Ed. That's uh, a... I don't even know her it's name like is. It's like Rena or something. Yeah. Um. Take a gym. Man. Hey, have any of you guys tried that new, uh, well, he's thinking that new Gatorade, like a uh, rehydrate probiotic Gatorade. It's like basically like a. Uh, is it uh, anabolic? It's a. Uh, no. What's the, what's the shit that kids drink? Pedialyte. It's like Pedialyte Gatorade. I tell you it's what. It's terrible. I think we have to fight Optimus Prime. Oh, I'm boy. going, I'm going Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a D up on him. Ditto's going to turn into Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Why can't it work? Right. I, I don't I think, think it has Ditto enough can only matter. Transform into, uh, natu- or, uh, I was like, can it turn into metal? Yeah, it might not be as hard. Into... I mean, well, why not? Me- I'm just asking. Well, Steelix is metal, and the Ditto could turn into Steelix. It's some type of metal. We don't oh, know exactly it. what. But metal. You it, said metal. Yeah. It's, it's just silver rocks. It can turn into skarmory. Same thing. Silver feathers. <laughs> Silver's a metal, man. <laughs> Chemistry. Uh, mass. Starscream. Uh, Paul wins on Ditto. Per the Pokedex entry, it can transform into anything. When it sleeps, it changes into a stone to avoid being attacked. Listen, I'm not saying it can't, but I'm also saying, how does it massively <laughs> add that much matter to itself? It I think you would need a pack of them. Can I give you an answer? It doesn't matter. I... <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, so can, can I ask a question here? Just get the irrelevant picks out of the way. I won. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, fuck. Take Samurai Jack. <laughs> Why would you say that? That's that gonna be my that last show sucked. Oh, Samurai Jack what? wasn't making it to the last pick. Just, just make your pick. All right, hold on. I spent so much time looking at the Ditto thing, I forgot who it was gonna be. <laughs> there is nothing you, in you baseball number I love two more the... than a, than a, a batter hitting the first base bag. And the ball getting to the glove like it's oh, pretty much the same time, and the first base umpire just staring at the bag for about ten seconds after the play. Uh, yeah. All right. 
I'm also a big fan of when the catcher just stands up and goes, um, did he go? Did he go? What the man? What the fuck? I pointed the wrong way. <laughs> Other rump. It would be funny if you could appeal the appeal <laughs> and appeal the appeal to the appeal. Mm. So you run out of challenges, right? Just keep going. Like, no, no, no. Mass? Oh, my God. I can't believe I completely whipped on this. Um, emergency pick. I'm going to pick the Hydra from Hercules. The thing that just keeps growing heads? Yeah. And is super fucking tall. I think yeah. it's going to be next to useless in a basketball game. Just take up the entire court. Doesn't have hands. Pick the ball up with its mouth. And yes, it does have hands. No, it's got four feet. I'm going Duck Dodger. I'm going Pearl. <laughs> Pearl's your first bench player. Yep, that's awesome. She's gonna take the. She's gonna take up some serious space. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. <laughs> I hope your next pick is Larry Lobster. Then. Nah, I got a good glass pick. Under the radar. You just might be too young for this game. Wish Sesame Street was a cartoon. Bass. Taking Big I'm Bird. Fucking thinking. <laughs> Or Cosmo. Oh, that's Muppets. Get the Muppets and Sesame Street confused. More or less the same, except where they live. <laughs> <laughs> you know which way to town? Yeah, it's back to where you came. <laughs> uh, what all right, I'm going to go with... <laughs> I love this article about cartoon characters that are yeah. tall. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph is fucking nine feet tall. Yep. Optimus Prime's tall. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to go with Ant-Man. Ant-Man? No. Why? Rejected. Why? We said no superheroes. Yeah. But his power isn't superpowers, it's technology. Nope. You fucking let Ben 10 in. It's vetoed. Hey. Ben 10. I did. And also, he's just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> right, but you said he could transform into his aliens. I did not say you that. You did say that. Yes, you did. I don't think I did. You did. So, that's not fair. I paid for his softball bat. Get over it. Ant-Man's out. All right. And also, he's not a cartoon. He's in plenty of cartoons. All right, just because he's appeared oh. in a cartoon. I just thought of an awesome one. Because we said no. Sort of a good one off the bench. <laughs> just making my team stronger. Is it Gary? No, this guy is definitely going to be starting by, like, game eight. <laughs> is it Gary? All right, I don't care about this anymore, so Fred Flintstone. That yeah, was a that sour was move. So whose pick is it? It's mine. Oh. Ant-Man. <laughs> 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 Who's after you? You. Oh, I got to pick the Wasp then, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, are you going with Ant-Man? No, no. That'd be funny. It would be really funny. You're the one that gets the veto thing, so. Oh, man, imagine if I just did that the whole time. No, no, no. I will take him now, though. Um, Any objections? No. <laughs> so this, this is my first guy off the bench, right? All right. Dude, there's a, there's a really tall cartoon character no one's even said yet, and I'm going to say it. I don't care who gets it, but like Jack Skellington. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty spooky. Yeah, that guy will just break in half, though. Nah, I don't think what, so. What's he going to do to fucking Optimus Prime? Scare him. <laughs> Um, biodiesel. You <laughs> <laughs> just got confused up. I love red diesel. Um, I got duck dodger. It was like a stupid red meat go. joke. Sorry. 
Oh, I'll take Poe, the Kung Fu Panda. It's a good pick. I like that. <laughs> All right, I'm up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kirby. Oh, that's a good pick. Fully loaded? You guys are going to be out of bounds a lot. <laughs> Whoop. Cosmic fully so loaded. Wait, yes, Paul picked pick a Volkswagen. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I picked Kirby. Oh, we're doing video game characters? She it's had a cartoon. cartoon show. Right, but he's a video game character. He was in I a cartoon. It might have been a show first in Japan. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Did we just not say that Ant-Man is not a cartoon because he's a comic book character first? No, I said it's because he was Paul Rudd. Well, also, a video game character is more related to a cartoon than a comic book is. That would be my argument. I'm not shitting on the Ant-Man thing. But I'm just saying, I think a, if you see somebody in a video, like something in a video game, I think that's more closely related to... I already put Kirby to... down. Move on. It's animated. All right. Has two? Yep. I will take uh, Foghorn Leghorn. I knew I knew he was taking it. Yeah. I knew he was taking it at some point. And my last pick, Bullwinkle the Moose. <laughs> <laughs> my last pick, and Mr. Irrelevant, who's getting no playing time because my team is stacked, Caillou. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Paul's team might lose now. <laughs> There's no way. If you well, do that, Caillou's got to play at least five minutes. Also, do you know how tall Caillou is? <laughs> One foot three. Um... I think that my final pick. No, if you look it up, if you look it up, Caillou has a height of six foot. <laughs> so you should take Caillou's parents; they're bigger. We don't know that. I'm just mad because I picked Mike. I'm Dibby. gonna take the crimson chin. Nice. Wow. <laughs> it's a good pick good for you. Good pick. It's a good yeah, pick. <laughs> gonna take Maui from Maui. What? Or from Moana? Sorry. Uh, Maui from Maui. No, wait. Can he do his magical shapeshifting thing? Wait a minute. No. You can't have the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Can he do his magical shapeshifting? Because, like, we said, no, like, no, said like. No, powers. Well, right. We said that, but there's been exceptions. So that's why I'm asking Mox. Because, like, Kirby's whole suction thing, is that's a power. I mean. You know, I had someone queued up to counter that and forgot about him and went with the crimson chin. I got you. The vacuum from Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> the radio from Brave Little Toaster. Yes. It's the only um, one in the whole show that doesn't have a fucking face. <laughs> now, My I haven't seen that whole movie. What does he shapeshift into? Who? The Rock? Uh, Pretty much any animal. He can shapeshift into any animal. Falcon. Shark. Are we allowing Optimus and Megatron to transform? Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a magic power. Just imagine a basketball game. It's like, I, oh, tank, <laughs> tractor trailer. <laughs> Could I give you my explanation as to why Optimus Prime should be allowed to transform? It's technology. It's not a superpower. Well, somebody's got to press the button. He can push his own button. He's been jerking off for years. I, I, I think that the Rock's character is, is clean. He's, right. a, he's in. You get Maui. But he's got to stay on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Am I up? Yeah, guy yeah. fucking on Madison team scores a buck, he just turns into a fucking shark. Yeah. I'm taking Vince from Recess. <laughs> Another black guy? So, <laughs> you pick the two most useless black cartoons. <laughs> they could be good. They both wear jerseys. So we got our team. It's true. Gerald had a basketball <laughs> on. And just... Oh, there it is. Just so we could do... Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> so we could do, as a funny thing, same draft order, starting back at the top, draft a coach. <laughs> so wait, Kendall would go first? Same order. Oh man. Hmm. Kendall, Mr. Krabs. 
Uh, you have to. I, I set this up, and you're just gonna drop the fucking ball. Uh, I just want to take him so bad. To take him. <laughs> I'm gonna take Eugene H. Krabs. That's fine. I got a better coach than that in my head. Nope. I got a good one Me? lined up. Yeah, Hank Hill. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I want uh, rebound. <laughs> uh, Stu Neutra. <laughs> <laughs> Was that his name? I think Stu? it's Hugh. 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 I knew Hugh. I was over there. Ooh, caribou. I tell you what, your coach is useless the minute Duck Dodger steps on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Um, that was by far the best episode. <laughs> I think about that song a lot. Caribou. <laughs> Doug Dimmadum. Let's go on. Guy has sports franchise leader experience. The Blubber Nuggets. I'm going to say her because I already said her today. Miss Frizzle. I thought you were going Larry Lobster. That would have been funny. <laughs> Miss Frizzle fits the bill. She teaches. Nice. Well, I mean, you're going to go 500, so. I'm cool with that <laughs> with this draft. Your team's right in there on a school bus. All right. Magic. So without having. No, no magic, <laughs> man. <laughs> She's got to fucking obey traffic lights. <laughs> Massey, how did you get the list to pop up? Yeah, it popped up and then it went away. I didn't do anything. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? All right, so here's what we're going to do. I don't remember everyone's team, nor do I remember every pick that I made. So, I'm pretty sure Paul's team wins. Master just said he can send it to you real quick if you want. Too late. All right. Paul's team wins. Um, I think Kyle lost. The fuck? Kyle, listen, here's the problem. Uh, uh, (laughs) Uh, 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 Don't move your mouse. (laughs) So, Kyle, here's the thing we got here, all right? Man, bro, my first pick was my worst starter. <laughs> so, you got Gerald and Vince, <laughs> all right? How are they going to match up to anybody on any <laughs> other team? <laughs> we don't know how good they are. Here's the deal. I don't care how good they are. He-Man is ripping him in half. <laughs> so, I got Pearl. We're going to eat Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you understand Optimus Prime will kill Gerald without transforming, right? No, it's illegal to kill. You can't do that. Optimus Prime's a good guy. I think, um... It'd just be an accident. Gerald's gonna hop in and drive him do away. Do you understand how little room there's gonna be on this court for Gerald? I just wanna let you know. Gerald's gonna hop in Optimus Prime and drive away. No, you can't do that. You don't know that. That's rape. It's not... So rape's you're entering without consent. Rape's illegal. But me. murder's not. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think if this was to become a bracket... I got Ben 10. It like, would be I like Poe a lot, though. I do like the Poe. It would be lot. Kendall versus Kyle, and then me versus Paul, and Massey's the referee. <laughs> so I'm not last. Oh no, you're in like the the B bracket. If I'm not last, like you already played. At least I'm playing. Here's the thing, though. What I mean is, I'm not you, the already, ref. you already played a game, and you lost That's to Paul. Not how this goes? And because I'm oh, looking, so I face the best team in the league, <laughs> and I'm and I lose. You're done. You're done. But why am I facing Kendall if Massey's just the referee? Because I played Kendall and I beat him. So you guys are in the losers bracket. So Massey's not playing any games. Massey um, showed up and and half his guys got tired. Um, so I didn't come in last. Like Fred Flintstone is at a, a water buffalo party. Um, Hydra Hydra's just can't get in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Wreck It Ralph. Hercules pick, has been banned because you know. I like the wears, Ralph pick. He wears a toque, and that's against dress code. <laughs> I had Ralph on the on the radar. I, I got the best pure scorer in the draft. Well, I think the only problem the only problem I could foresee with Ralph is 
from what I've seen from the two movies, because I have a daughter, if he's not mad, he's pretty docile. Kyle, you took Space Coast in the first round. Second round. It was the first pick. Second round. I took Lola Bunny first. Sure, oh, And she's the best pure scorer in this draft. Yeah, but you're going to have all five people guarding she her. She faced the Monstars and got people. through them. So, you're... Your reasoning's wrong. You're going to sit here and tell me that Optimus Prime isn't better than Sean Bradley at basketball? No, he's not a monster. But that, but they had Sean Bradley's talent. Well, the, and not the, the blue, blue monster we talk, was the worst monster. We were monster. talking about the orange monster, which Dude. was Charles Barkley. Lion, oh, okay, cool. Lionel's going to have her over we a just lost fire terribly. by okay. the third quarter. She's going to score buckets, man. She's going to be dead. Put it in the system. Let's figure it out. Okay. Put it in the when system. When we play each other, Ditto's going to be low money. <laughs> we need to figure out. I, I mentioned it to Paul. I don't know if I told you guys. I found something kind of cool online that I think we got to figure out how to make it work for the show. I found... It's a cuck generator. Yeah. Ooh. Um, it's a way you can go on and simulate a season of Survivor. So you input the people and... Like with their attributes? No, no, no. So, like, you just put, like, their names and you can put, like, a picture, which I think is hilarious. But... You can also then, like, set up, like, who's aligned on which tribe, like, who's aligned with who, and then it just simulates the whole thing. All just by chance. Yeah, so, and the way they do it is really cool, so it's like, oh, you know, you do the first episode, and it's like, they go to the reward challenge, team A wins this, this, and that, then the immunity thing, and, and it goes through, like, the whole, th- how the votes broke down, so I thought it could be really funny if we if we somehow did a draft where we draft, like, ridiculous people, and then us... And put us in <laughs> and see what happens. I'm in. Also, like I'm going to try with LeBron and John Belushi. We got co- good commentary because of me. Space Ghost. Gosh, he's playing. Yeah, he's on the court. He's a co-commentator. He's commentating a while player playing. commentator. He's mic'd up. <laughs> a lot of breathing right into the mic. <laughs> I tell you what, though. I, I'm going to have a lot of, like, good, like, motivational talks going on. Because Lionel and He-Man will get it done. <laughs> They can lead a team. Ditto's going to become He-Man and mock the whole thing. That's the other thing, too. Ditto's going to become like your guy's guy and go into your huddle. Yeah, but it's too stupid to know what's going on. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I will say, Kendall's team's going to look the funniest out there. I got the best trash target league. Now, so I said, son, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only one you could do? Um, Give us some Bender. Uh, I can I picture him. I just don't think I could I, I could do it. You can picture a sound. Oh, I know yeah. Roger. Give us give us your best. Uh, give us your best. Uh, your oh, first Roger, overall yeah. pick. Johnny uh, Bravo. Give uh, us your best Johnny Bravo. American Dad. Hey there, little Bravo. That was not good. Well, a little congestion. Kyle, give us some Johnny Bravo. Hey, little Mama. That was better. On par. No, it was better. All right. On par. Good draft. Give me a rest, Stuart Little. I've never won one, so... <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> high, a little low. <laughs> Give me your best, Stuart Little. A uh, little hey, a little ho. That show, that actually mo- that movie was actually like really magical the way they did it, because Hugh Laurie was super British at that point, and Gina Davis is ugly, and they made her look attractive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Dylan Coleman's in. He sucks. And uh, beer reviews. Kendall, you only had one beer. I wasn't allowed to have any high life. <laughs> There's other beers in the fridge, man. Yeah. Did you ask us for a high life? I was explicitly told. At the beginning, but have you asked since? Throughout the show. That I was not allowed. If he had asked, would you have given him one? Of course. I don't believe that. He's my friend. Can I have a high life now? Of course. Like right this second? 
I mean, you got to get it. No. Well, then, no. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> I'm not so, going to also you're, serve you. You're trying to make us the asshole because <laughs> we won't get up and get you the beer? You explicitly said I couldn't have a beer. And you no. said, if I ask now, so I'm asking so now. you're telling me. Yes, you can have one, but he's not getting it for We've you. We've been you friends it. for how many years? You don't know when we're, we're joshing? I know when you're joshing. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to make a statement. You weren't joshing when you left my party. I think he party. just doesn't oh want my God. <laughs> I don't think he wants high life anymore. <laughs> you hear Kyle? You weren't joshing when you left my party. <laughs> <laughs> that was my ride. <laughs> Could someone get me I a highlight, please? I see what you're saying. Hey, just think of all the times we weren't invited up to Eastern. I know. Never. I went up the least. Brought him home a couple times. I actually pretty much exclusively remember Kendall saying to Jeff, don't invite Mark to this. Which he was on board, because that was Jeff's MO anyway. Went shopping for a lot of parties I didn't get invited to. It's because Kendall didn't want you there. Yeah. It was, we did it all through uh, mail, too. And he was like, hey, I need a ride home from Eastern. Why don't you come up? And then we'll turn right around. Do my laundry, too. I was only invited once. Every time we hung out at the Eastern, it was at my apartment. My food, my beer. <laughs> you know what's awesome? Is I know Kendall's like, these fucking assholes. <laughs> can, I have, can I have a beer for the closing <laughs> of the show, please? Anyone. Help him out. Well, I gotta fucking help. People left my party. <laughs> help him out, Kyle. <laughs> I began. <laughs> no, that's not what you began with. Oh, it's true. I got gotcha. you. Pre- pre-show, I had uh, a nip of Jim Beam vanilla. And it was very good. Uh, the notes of vanilla really uh, shone through the bourbon. Um, I would get this again for a flavored bourbon. I give it 4.2 out of 5. It's been discontinued. Has it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I better start going to package stores and asking. Did you guys see this thing that Brady challenged LeBron to an ice hockey shootout? I will pay any amount of money to watch that. (laughs) Like, this is real. I would watch that. Yeah. LeBron would be what, like eight foot six on skates? Yeah. Yep. That would be what ends both their careers. They would both wipe out and that would be it. That would be very funny. I think Fox would be pretty happy. If you get Brady up. now. Yeah. People don't think he's going to be good. You know. They don't They don't think. It, and it, it, the, the big comment is that people don't think he can be critical enough in the booth. I, I think he'll be better in the studio. I think, yeah. I think he'd be better, like, sitting I think he'd with, be with great like, in the studio. With, like, Strahan and, yeah. like, those types of guys. I agree. Because I think he'll, he'll, the personality, like, he, at least that he's shown since he went to Tampa, I think he would be good in the studio. Right. Like, he was very entertaining in all those golf things. Yeah. Anyway, Kendall, your beer. Uh, and doing the Brewing Company, I had Raising Hell's uh, Hallertoe. I don't know what that means, but it's a Pilsner, five percent alcohol by volume. <coughs> um, this was different. Uh, I I, w- I will say that it was it was very smooth. It was crisp. Uh, I didn't really get because I'm a little a little congested. My my. I didn't really get a good nose on it, but you know it was very drinkable. It was like a, a poundable beer, so I will give it an aster- asterisk three point eight out of five. Yeah, she'll get it again. Oh, so speaking, you might not. Speaking of getting beers again, how would you like to get me a Miller High? All right, fine. I'll do it. You do my beer review. Deal. 
Uh, yeah, the Coriolis from Nebco. Uh, kind of the Coriolis from Nebco, uh, also known as Coropolis. Um, he's itching his ear, doing everything he can to just, you know... Crashing into his microphone. Last, last minute toast of excellence. Jerome Bettis graduated from Notre Dame. Well, the high school. <laughs> it just came up. That's cool. Good for him. No, I think what you meant to say was Jerome Bettis was cast for the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Kyle, thank you very much. I apologize for leaving my party early. Oh my God, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> just one last stab in the wound. Did you give his review yet or no? No. Um, I got nothing for him. All right. Coriolis, it's a it's a very hoppy IPA. <laughs> pretty solid. My guess would be somewhere around the 7.3% mark. I don't know if Kyle said that earlier. Pretty good stuff. Mass, how's your water? Refreshing. Do you have anything else? Nope. Not tonight. Mass, Mom, don't be mad that you couldn't have Ant-Man. I mean, I was salty, but no. I <laughs> High life is, you know, it was fun to mess with Kendall. It's what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking slam. So how is it you do that that fast, but at my wedding it took you 36 minutes. Yeah, if that was just smearing off ice, you'd be fucking still drinking that. That was so good. I actually <laughs> just watched that video on my phone today. I would say play it now, but we're... <laughs> We don't have an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no matter what, I can't tell you what happened. Who else but a, Mark? He's Mark. It was a bad showing. Miller High Life, it, it's a very serviceable beer. It's, it's, it's whatever. It's growing on you. You know what? It's funny because it's it's just so cheap and it's perfectly whatever. What's the thing? It's like, But like, I don't drink it because I think it's the best tasting beer yeah. I've ever had. I mean, it's just nice because it's, it, it's poundable. It's inexpensive. It's, just, it's a perfectly whatever beer because it's like, because they do the the aeration in it, like the, the champagne. It gives it like a light feel without tasting like a quintessentially light beer. Yeah, because it doesn't taste like the Bud Lights and all that. that get wa- they, they, they taste watered down because they're more flat. This has more bubbles to it. It's nice. It's a perfectly whatever beer. The best way I can say it. Hey, where can they find uh, socials? Well. um... Facebook is <laughs> getting sports with drunk. Getting sports with drunk. Uh, Twitter is at gswd underscore four. Instagram to be determined. Well, no, I you guess. can still go on our Instagram. I can you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Just gonna wait for our fourteenth birthday. Facebook <laughs> goes big. Oh, okay. So, so you just can't po- We can't post to it at the moment. All right, so yeah, at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the uh, hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's getting fucking owned by Ditto or, you know, not understanding the rules and trying to draft a superhero. If anyone out there has a contact at Instagram, um, tell them to call us. I'd like to fucking figure this out because you can't talk to them. I know a guy at MySpace. That works. Get Tom on the line. No, I don't know Tom. (laughs) I know Giselle. (laughs) All right. Um, she looks like Tom. <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The PPRN lineup Peter Pino consists Show. of Wednesdays at 7.30. Off this week, Peter is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so stay tuned. Doing on a the- sports thing. Yes. Yeah, he's um, kind of babysitting the coffee machines at the uh, PGA. 
because when you're in Oklahoma and approaching <coughs> summer, watching golf, <laughs> coffee, way to go. Um, it's it's a, the Boo Show. Thank you. Can we say it in unison? One, two, three. <laughs> it's the Boo Show. <laughs> Thursdays at 7. Um, Choreorama, Sundays at 2. Uh, Dilem- Monday on Delay, uh, Tuesdays at 5. Every other Saturday is Mixtape Saturday. We're coming off of a Mixtape Saturday, so stay tuned in uh, two weeks' time for the upcoming lineup. And anytime there's not a radio show on, there's music 24-7. So Make sure to tune into all the great stuff. We have plenty of fun content coming up. But until then, I'm your host is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Come on, man. I still have his uh, iPad souls. But you don't. The Masker's Messy. And the Red of Red Baron. No way, man, no way, man, no way, man, no way, man, no way, man. Mooch to highlight.